0: what is up welcome to waiting for game the premiere melee podcast uh exclusive for the nerds of the community i am here with uh some of my best friends in the scene definitely uh, very high on the hug meter when when i can go to uh, locals again or majors again um i am gimme a tournament seater, and uh i work with the top 100 i am here with ambi sinister green fox twitter expert uh top 100 east coast players as written by <laughs> edwin budding who is also here on the show today uh like i said the greatest author to ever grace the sticks and dude, speaking of hug meter the first person that i hug at every single tournament uh I, I don't know how it works out this way but my good friend aiden aiden calvin what, what is going on man
1: Hey, what, dude, we, we have had some solid hugs over the years, now that I think about it. I usually get a, a nice, like, big weed hug, now that I think about it. Like, at it's, Genesis, uh, at Evo.
0: It, no thought goes into it. I see you, and, <laughs> yes. and I, I, I immediately, I, I it's like, I, I can't even do it. It's just stimulus response. I see you, and my arms just open up, and I run over to you.
1: I remember seeing you at the Evo twenty. 18. Ninth, 18 after party. And I, I was so happy to see you. I, I just like ran over. And <laughs> I,
0: Evo 2018 after party is very funny. Uh, so we got invited to the Smash G after party. And Patty, he, he greets us and he says, Hey guys, we ordered like a, uh, we got a lot of kegs and we need, you know, if we don't get rid of them, then we're just going to have to toss it. So, we, you know, we feel free to drink it. We need to get rid of it. And I take this as like a personal mission. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Patty is my friend. I need to help my friend out. I need to drink this beer, <laughs> dude. dude that, party and that was crazy. And I, and that I was did.
1: the dream. Wait, that was the Dreamland House. That was 2017. That, that shit was no, that, crazy. No, you are talking about what the Dreamland
0: House 2018? is. 2018? No. Yeah.
1: Was, oh, dude, there was just more than one party that weekend. Yeah, yeah. What? I, 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 buy one I of in, those. in my head, I was thinking of the one at uh at the the nightclub, like at the end of the tournament. Yeah, uh, yeah. In esports arena. Oh but, yes. No. But I you're that. right, dude. That party, the smash G House party that year was fucking insane. Dude, it will never. It will. Yeah. Ne- no. no really Nothing's gonna touch it. But I tell it you the, Do you know
2: the heartstrings story of me and heartstrings at this tournament? At this. At no. this oh party? yes. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, it was so funny. God. I was playing heart friendlies tr- with heartstrings, and it was like 3:30 in the morning. We were. He was just blacked out. We were playing. He's like, dude, I gotta go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. And he leaves. And he does not come back. <laughs> and like I'm sitting there by myself on the setup at this Smash GG party for like 20 minutes, and I DM him, and I'm like, "Dude, are you gonna get your stuff?" And he's like, "Oh no, <laughs> oh fuck, where are you?" I was like, "No, heartstrings, <laughs> you were just here."
1: Dude, he blacked out, if I recall, and puked on our front lawn, like oh, on no. like Damn. the mountain, and. uh he lost something i think i can't remember if he ended up losing his phone or something but basically like had to be carried home from that party eventually and then we it was a big fucking thing to find heartstrings phone the next day uh and it it was also we had to solve the mystery of who puked on the long lawn turns out it was him the whole time
3: oh god i remember that one of the yeah, great I think brothers, the I. I think Michigan. I met Heartstrings at that at that uh party also. He was like really happy to see me. I, I remember he like pulled me in and just just for reference, we've talked about hugging a lot on the show. I'm not really a hugger. I don't consider no, myself a hugger. No, I don't think I've ever gotten a hug from him. No, definitely not. So it's <laughs> it's just not it's just not my thing. So he came up to me, he put his arm around my shoulder. He's like, "Yo, you're Edwin Budding, right?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, you're Heartstrings, right?" And he's like, "Bro, I love your columns so much. I read that shit." every week <laughs> it's awesome just imagine this, a heartstrings voice it's 10 times funnier yeah exactly and i was like oh yeah man that's really cool I, I like your chic and i asked him i was like oh you want you want to play friendlies or something he's like oh no man i gotta play I promised I someone else i was like all right sick dude <laughs> like, I, and, the and then
0: that literally so that was what saturday uh that monday yeah, you wrote a column and you're like I don't think Hbox should have been playing beer pong on Saturday night. <laughs> Dude, you
2: narked on Hungry Punks. I remember this. Hey, <laughs> he 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 whatever. It was it, like... was
3: it was low hanging fruit, okay. Oh <laughs> uh, no, so uh, Heartstrings. Heartstrings.
0: Heartstrings amazing person. Uh also very funny. He recognized me. So Ambi and I were in the corner tweeting. As yeah. we do. That's that's just how it was. Uh, <laughs> and ambies talks about how like no one recognizes him here because he doesn't look like a fox doing invisible shine uh and i was like dude this was after i changed from the fabled kanye west profile picture uh i was like my profile picture is my face and no one recognizes me and then like immediately after hitting send on that tweet harching just like you're wheat right <laughs> dude. Uh, what, you know what that
1: kind of makes me think of is there's kind of this like horde of like good friends and good players who over the course of like the last year and a half, like I just have not seen at all because like we used to be kind of united at least every six months at these big events and, uh, and not everybody kept competing like through the slippy era, right? Like every people like either retired or like are waiting for in-person events to come back eventually. Like with, I think with heartstrings, I think it's because he's in law school. And he's just right. like really busy. Like he wasn't he wasn't planning on playing a lot anyway. But then like this whole year happens, right? And there's just kind of like a lot of people sprinkled around the country who are really really good and really talented at the game. That I'm like curious if they're going to come back, like when we when we finally settle into events again.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, no, I, I think you're right on the money. There's a ton of players who we talk about this all the time, um, uh, waiting for a game, and even more just in random DMs about how many players there are that like really just been so good for their entire careers. And we just haven't seen it. Uh, One thing that I had, we've seen bring players out of the woodworks has been the open qualifiers for slippy champions league. I mean, summit champions league. I'm a big uh, fan of scar. So I had to do it.
1: Yeah, dude, you, you guys recognize that. That was so funny because it was like literally Scar's first and only week out the <laughs> gate says the name of the tournament wrong just immediately. It was so – dude, in the production room, I w- I did this. I was like – he said it, and I was like oh. – like, uh, uh, But, yeah. it, it, you yeah. know, all worked out, and I think people are really happy to have Scar there, so –
0: Dude, he uh he was amazing. It was it was so good to see him. And uh yeah, I mean, he is someone we talk about players who don't play on Netplay. Uh he is someone who very rarely does any commentary for any NetPlay stuff. So ha- getting to hear his voice again really like I mean, SEL just feels so real. Uh I mean it's the it's what you do as BTS, it's the it's uh the players taking it seriously and it's people like Scar and stuff don't any of their talent scar slime of course yeah. um uh, yeah and and what a what a finish to, to season two of scl
2: yeah it was great yeah
1: the whole thing was a wild ride i i really feel like do you know when like there's kind of a good period of melee it's almost like this like this like kind of fire in the air around the way the game like feels and the way you follow it like you can tell there's like an upswing in like sentiment about the game and interest like it's just like a good time to be into it and be a fan again and we go through those like lulls and like those like peaks you can tell like when the scene is kind of like on a decline and when it's going up just by kind of like just by kind of grasping it not even necessarily looking at any stats or anything and i i feel like we're in a really like good up period right now
3: yeah, just to kind of add to that, one thing I want to mention is that I think there's like, usually at the end of a really big tournament series or at the end of like, you know, at the end of, end of a buildup, there might be a bit of like resolution, right? Like, like it feels like, okay, we're, we've gone through this really awesome period. We know what it is. I wish that could happen again. But one of the things about, you know, this era that we're in is I think we're learning so much more about people in the top level of the game. So rather than feeling having the last week of SCL feel like a climax to like the end of an era, it really feels like it's building up to this incredible showdown that's happening in Summit later this year. It feels like we're gonna we have so many more questions that come from its conclusion that we can't wait to see resolved versus it feeling like the end of an era or like we know everything. So I, yeah. I think that's a really important factor into making a season of melee feel like interesting too because it's it's continuing right we're we're still learning a lot
1: yeah yeah i agree it's like there's there's this build-up, there's so many, like, questions that hang over everything right now, is, like, can Mango, like, be number one over Zayn? Like, there's this amazing rivalry between these two top players that, like, continue to dominate everything right now. There's this idea that, like, Leffen is sitting on the sidelines and is still extremely good, and he can just, like, show up and, like, beat these people or, like, can he do it? Like, can the Sheik do it? Can the Fox do it? Um, and then there's, like, this horde of players who are, like, super hungry below them and are sort of, like, getting closer and closer to, like, Closing this gap, like I, I think in terms of like just skill, um, more people can kind of like contest that top fifty level than ever before. And like I was a, uh, I was talking to Johnny a few weeks ago, and he just said like, because because he was on kind of a hot streak. Like when I had asked him this question, and he was looking like he was like number three or four at least. Like if you if you exclude uh, Europe. And, uh, you know, you're a bug. Uh, but <laughs> he, he was saying, like, it's just, I, I know I'm doing good right now, but it's so insane. Like, everybody has gotten so good in the span of a year. Like, in this year, it's specifically in the span of this last year, like, a ton of people have improved, like, an insane amount. And uh, we're about to see all that, like, play out on land, right? I, I think that's, like, the overarching question that hangs over all these things is, like, how does land change the way these results are playing out does like does land come back and then hbox just magically starts winning again like it's it's on my mind i think it's like possible i don't think it's likely but i think it's possible and i think that question kind of hangs over everything i think can a lot of these people like continue to perform at this sort of like top 25-esque level when they when they head to like the big house
2: i think that there is so much interesting discussion to be had around the results as soon as land comes back and i'm sure that it's going to be completely wild after like the first uh land tournament or the first open bracket land tournament or whatever just because like there's this this discussion about like whether land and crt are similar or sorry whether uh, netplay and crt are similar there's discussion about like whether good connection and like man connection is like legitimate um because you know you got to remember that like this rivalry between mango and zane is like you know, ninety ping cross cross country net play, right? Like, there's there's no telling like what's gonna happen when things are yeah. are more local and like to, uh, to what SDJ said before. Like, everyone has access to so much practice in every single matchup, and like it's just like an unprecedented ability to patch holes in people's gameplay. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, but it's not one to one with CRT, so it's just like this very interesting problem about what the results are gonna be like when when things come back to normal, and. You know, It's like the ceiling has been raised, but like we don't know how far everyone has gone relative to this other version of the game that's going to be played on LAN relative to yeah. net play,
0: so it's just super interesting. Absolutely. You know, Aiden, you mentioned uh, the, the idea of HBucks coming back. Yes. And just instantly winning. So, this is going to... Uh, it's all going to tie together. Recently, I got uh, vaccinated. I got my second shot about two and a half weeks ago. And and, after after that two week period, they say that you should be, you know, they call that fully vaccinated and it is a real weight off my mind. And I know that stuff is safe. And yet I'll wake up and my throat will be a tiny bit sore. And I'm like, I am going to die from COVID now, (laughs) even though it is like impossible. Right. I mean, it's, I guess I mean, anything's possible, but like statistically speaking, this is so unlikely. Now, yeah. this is the same exact thing with Hbox. I know Hbox is not going to win <laughs> the first LAN event. And yet, in my head, I'm like, he's just going to do it. He's just going to beat Leffen and Zane and, and Mango. He's just going to beat them all.
1: Yeah. It's it's weird. I don't want
3: Wheat I- thinking that. Wheat has an unnatural tendency to call when H-Box <laughs> is ready for a return. No, so this dude, scares that, me.
0: That's like the part of you who you, you're like... Walking on the sidewalk in a city, and you're like, What if like a building falls down on me? <laughs> That's that part. <laughs> um, no, dude, HBox, we, we talked about this on the TOEF episode. His, uh, I don't think he's going to be losing to randos, and not, not that, uh, you know, Harry Pogger is a random, uh, but, but, uh, I, I'm not scared about him playing round one winner's finals or round two pools, but I don't think that he's going to be able to beat that like top tier of players mango Leffen, zane uh etc etc you know the, the wizzy i think all those players are scary from ibdw of course like i don't think that i think they become less scary but like if he is a seventh seed or whatever or if he's a higher seed like the fact that he'll have to play multiple of them to win an event dude i i'm scared i don't think he's gonna win that but that yeah. little tiny voice in the back of my head it's like he's gonna win uh he's he he's gonna like throw his trophy out of the audience and i'm gonna get hit by it and die (laughs) he dude he i think
1: watching his performances recently like i think smash summit 10 comes to mind and then just other tournaments here and there where he finally gets to match up against someone who's sort of at that top level like i think even zane during like the first week of scl i think there are these moments where it feels like like he could still do it or he could still be like he used to be. The way he clashes with the people at the top level, like kind of gives them a run for their money or like takes games. It's just this like inconsistency beyond those matchups. It's like how he's losing to everybody like below that tier now, or like how it's so, it's so weird to feel like at any given moment, he can sort of like clutch out this like set like he used to, but also he can lose to anybody in this sort of like top fifty sphere, it's just very awkward because like he dominated our game for so long, right? Like him and uh, I think in a lot of ways like became like our new armada uh, in those like years uh, where it was just like, well, H box literally won't lose to anybody except this like small list of people, mm-hmm. and uh, and now that's changed where like he's losing puff didos to Dawson. Like it's it's very it's very
0: strange. Aiden, have I shared with you the H uh, box horseshoe theory?
1: No. I don't think so.
0: So, <clears throat> you know, horseshoe theory is the the idea that uh, there's the center, and then you go opposite directions, and eventually, if you go far enough, you'll you'll kind of meet in ideologies. Yeah. Uh, so the in the center, it's like any top fifty player, and then the one end is Zane, IVW, Mango, you know, Leffen, what have you. Uh, and then all the way on the other end is literally any PR level floaty. <laughs> I truly believe if he has to play S Fat, I think that uh dude, I am betting whatever dumb crypto eventually is gonna pop up in the oh, esports community, I'm betting all of that.
3: Oh dude, don't do S Fat like that. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. He just got third at SCL. We're already starting a show rip, ripping on this guy. If if HBOx's bracket
0: that. is Jam run into SFAT, I'm like, if he beats Jam run, he's got this. Jam run.
1: No, but I know I know what you mean. It's this weird it's this weird balance where he feels like he still has like some favor, still some high likelihood at beating like all these people who are like at that top top level. But when he's like I see him facing off against like you know Polish or uh, or just anybody at like that kind of like next to your typically considered below him, and it's like ah, I think Hbox is probably to lose here. Like, there's a good chance.
3: Yeah, I think there's a there's a weird kind of familiarity when we see like Hungry Box versus Lucky in bracket or Hungry Box versus Aclo, right? Like, it feels like okay, well you know hbox knows this like this player is good hbox has played him before like he's usually beaten him before he's very comfortable mm-hmm. right but it's like when you see hbox against like blues clues and something goes wrong for him in the middle of game 2 and he starts gassing up his opponent it, and yeah. because he's just like drifting toward them slowly into hitboxes it's it's a very strange uh i don't know if this is just like the the whole hungry box throws for content or he chooses to lose kind of thing just like yeah. going full circle but it, by the eye test like what like you watch some of those sets it it really feels like a completely different player than the one who still loses but by all means looks and is playing a lot more like old box against like yeah, IBDW I think you were saying. It, there is
1: this idea that's sort of hanging over everything that he just like doesn't have to try or is not trying very hard right now. And I, I honestly, I think it's a realistic possibility. Like I think like whether it be like intentional or not, there's sort of this uh, lack of stakes that hangs over everything right now. If you don't sort of like provide it for yourself, I think things like SEL and like when we did Summit or like LACS in particular, like there is some sort of like stakes that are drawn up from those tournaments because they have some level of like prestige associated with them but ultimately it's still something that's happening online and like everybody knows like that land is like where it matters the most and like what counts in this game and without that like maybe his motivator is gone Uh, and i also think like that when you sit that many years at number one it's also just tough to stay motivated right that's why zane's like interview at the end of scl actually excited me so much is because it feels like we have a number one player for the first time in a long time that has like a true like burning love for the game itself right now and it isn't just about like winning it's about like furthering like the game itself it's about becoming it's he's still striving to become a better player individually and not just striving to like win the tournament um and that that, to not to like flame other people because i think that's really hard to do um because a lot of people naturally in a competitive environment like evaluate their success and their drive around beating other players but the fact that that's zane's attitude right now and the fact that he's like psyched about it is really really cool because i don't really think like hbox or or even our motto were really looking to do that in like their reigns as the number one player or even mango who i think is like really really fueled and like motivated by like beating somebody who's like he doesn't want he doesn't want to lose right i, I think like if zane didn't exist and he was number one by a mile zane like mango wouldn't be playing um but he plays and he p- plays because he fucking wants to beat zane he wants to be the better player whereas like zane is like yeah i just want to see like the potential of the game reached and i think very few other players like have that attitude i actually think Leffen might have that attitude in kind of like a different way but um uh, I think Leffen just like hasn't been number 1 for like long enough of a period of time to like test it. Okay, I'm just, Aiden, gonna, I'm, just gonna oh, sorry, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it.
2: Captain Crunch. <laughs> Captain Crunch, <laughs> he's going to come back and he's going to fix everything. I can feel it. I can feel it specifically because we've already seen Hungry Bucks like punch above his weight, so to speak, as like a top 40 net player, but like he'll play like Wizardrobe. And it's, like, weirdly competitive for the fact that, like, Hungry Box lost to, you know, Free Balloon Day. Um, yeah. I think that he's got some weird thing going on with, like, Netplay. He's got some weird thing going on with, like, up-and-coming players he's not familiar with. He just needs Crunch. Crunch needs to be there in person and just, like, slap him on the back and be like, Juan, you can do this. You're the man. And, <laughs> and every, everything will, will magically be solved. And Hungry Box will be the best in the world again. That's what I'm saying. That's that's all. That's my prediction here. Is, I think I think Zayn's attitude is very wholesome and beautiful, and it's great for the game. I think Captain Crunch might be,
3: the villain of, of Super Smash. Brothers, <laughs> the real, the real villain. <laughs> the real villain. I must say that was a very good Crunch impersonation. I, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, I felt like he was here.
0: Uh, you know, you know, Edwin. Earlier, you. Balked at me uh mentioning that H box would wash S fat no matter what, but y- there might be some I truth just think to it's,
3: that. No, I think there's truth to that. I just feel like for the first time we're mentioning S fat like in a, in a negative light right after the poor guy got third at, L- at SCL. <laughs> That's right. Yeah.
0: There, there might be some truth to to your you know hesitation. uh He did amazing this week,
3: mm-hmm.
0: Aiden. He whoa, had whoa. the ice run. He had the ice run,
1: the, the, and and on not even the ice run, the Sfat run because he's basically done this before. It's just Zane is his Mute king now. It's it's it's, <laughs> it, a it's, great it's, way it's it. all essential. Oh my god, Zane has that. become Sfat's Mute king. The FD counter picks it all. Like it's it's fucking insane. It's uh we're just like repeating this weird cycle where we've I think we've seen this before. where are a really strong player like Sfat himself, or in the case of Ice at Big House. Has the ability to upset like one or two players in that top echelon, and realistically beat them a lot of the time, um, but unfortunately falters when it comes to like a specific like a specific group within that upper echelon, right? Ice said the same thing. Ice couldn't beat Mew2King either. Um, I think Ice like always like got dude Omega would beat the brakes off Ice every fucking time, like, and yeah. um, there was just like no hope. I think it was weird cuz like in both of these scenarios right where Sfat like got to that point in Shine I think it's 2016 and where uh same same year either Ice Big House 6 Big House 6? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, makes it to winners' Finals. It's just like everybody's kind of thinking like yeah this run is good but it's like I don't think he can do it. And but although although I had more hope than ever before at this finale because I f- keep thinking about the way that Zach played uh against Zane at LACs and it that was the first set in a long time where I was like, he can do it. Because like there was a point where it was like, I think this is going to game five. And then it didn't. It just didn't. And Zane just won. <laughs> but I think that set proved to me, it's like, Zach has hope. And it's going to be, if Zach does beat him, it's going to be so sick. Like, we were talking about what the best outcome of that tournament was. We were like, the happiest ending is Zach winning the whole thing. That was before any of the matches had played out. And, uh, and then he gets this winner's finals points, and we were looking at each other in the production room, and we were like, what if he does it dude of <laughs> course is? he was
2: gonna okay so i'm i'm gonna be the odd one out here and i i think there was no future except for except for s fat making winners finals with this bracket i'm just gonna say oh, it on. like well i mean come on he had wisdom in dude was just beat i Zayden i know Mango. i know but i don't know dude twitch chat gave him eight two odds against SFAT and I was like yeah it was ridiculous there's no way dude
1: I think the the mark of Wizzy is that like even though he has the ability to like win a major now and like be this top top level player he's still somebody who like is somehow losing more often to the level below him it's like Hmm. that consistency factor and I thought it was hilarious that he picked Zach because I was like looking at the pool of people that he could have played and I was like I'm pretty sure Zach has like one of the most reasonable chances of beating him like it was very it was a very surprising pick. Like I would yeah. like if I was Wizzy, I would like probably pick like Moki, you know? Like I if, don't,
3: not I don't know if I I don't Moki's know. If really I, not, good for Dude. He's Moki so does like good f- Oh, cuz he has talking. the Mateo yeah. practice, doesn't dude,
0: he? I, I think every single person was scary there, right? Yeah.
1: Cuz you're he not can't picking pick up. He you're can't not pick Plop. Yeah. He literally cannot pick up. You know, wait, would you not I I guess you can't pick Gatsu cuz you played him too much and he just he's too good at the Ditto. So you have to pick between the two foxes. You pick either Moki or S fat, and I guess you just beat S Fat, so you go with that. Yeah. Well, it's not that he just yeah.
3: beat just like S-Fat. Like Wizzy, was, he, was he had beaten him a lot? Like, like it's I like don't the know. Past has times though, I, and it's always close. Like S Fat beat It was like four or was like four or was, Like of a little bit of a little bit of Yeah, little beat him
1: has Wizzy played of at all? Like
3: have they little yeah, that's yeah, no, bad. Moki, yeah, very, very, very good that matchup, I think. Like, I think SFAT what? was clearly the, the like, best possible... I don't know if I would have given... I, w- I don't know if I would have had 4-1 to one odds or whatever, but I think I think Wizzy was, like, pretty solidly a favorite against him. Yeah, like, I, I think he, I think he's favored
1: against SFAT, and I don't think I expected SFAT to win in the way he did, but it was, like, I think he... It was looking at the bracket, and it was, like, SFAT has a very reasonable path here. Like, because once he got to... I actually... I couldn't believe... The predictions. I think it's just the era we're in where, like, yeah, the yeah, average yeah. melee fan like knows fucking nothing. But I was looking at the the ratio for SFAT Plup, and they were like,
3: I was like, Yeah, that was, Do you guys that was ridiculous. Do you
1: like, guys know anything about was
3: it eight, this? Like, what was it? Eight to two or something for Plup? That's yeah. ridiculous. Like, I. SFAT,
0: uh, dude, dude, immediately when I see this, I just think of me, Ampi, and Edwin at Genesis 8. We each have cold hard cash one uh too large let's say too large and we're just doling it out dude the people don't know anything we talked about this before in the melee stats podcast discord you get both ways you get the old heads who don't know who ben is and then you get the netplay people who don't know who uh hundred grand is red we always (laughs) say a hundred grand red yeah red dude there's we're, we're winning so much money. You can
1: game the system so easily when there's no actual money involved and, like, people just bet without thinking. They're like, oh, I like Plup's emotes better, so I'll vote him. When, in reality, it's like, I mean, I can't think of the last time they've played, but, dude, is it in Zach's favor? I feel like it's in Zach's favor.
3: Yeah, I think yeah, I bad. think fads beaten him, like, pretty thoroughly in the last, like, three or four times they've played.
0: Yeah, you, you know, I, I will say... Um... So this is uh I, I really do like this showing from Plup. Because even though we talk about S Fat did win, um yeah. it, it's been different than the last couple sets we've seen with him because this was a chic set.
3: Mm-hmm. Like
0: the the fact that Plup did not do what he did the past couple times where he played S which was Go Fox, uh just like right at the gate Go Fox. I am pretty confident in that Plup. Uh I don't know if he'll continue to go Chic, but like the fact that he's willing to start at that building block of just all chic. And then you know if he fills in the gap with Fox like where he used to before yeah. uh, I think that's better because what we've seen of him in the past that especially at Summit 10 wasn't the prettiest so I am pretty happy with this uh Plup S-Fat set even though you know
2: Yeah I mean I just think surprise so one. She get like she gets so hard on net play dude I just feel like all the Sheiks are having such a rough time Thank you
1: slime would never agree with you yeah I, mean, never. I don't know
2: maybe for region lock tournaments where you can play on one frame and not tell anyone but <laughs> like i i really think you have to be playing so good because yeah. you're gonna like react to like them splitting their legs for taking place and then it'll roll back like two frames and suddenly they're rolling in a different direction and it's <laughs> like dude this is so dumb
3: dude just keep just keep captain falcon out of ben's path he he can. <laughs> I, I like his chances against uh so many other characters, so many other players. Just it's so just keep funny. Him, keep him away from like Gatsu and Suj. Just like I think how, to just that matchup whatever. like
1: becomes this problem matchup for Sheik players at a top level. And I, I think that's really funny because like typically like it's this matchup considered like at the mid or like low level, you consider like Sheik to dominate Falcon. And then all of a sudden like I was I was looking at like Ben 2 uh, and I was like. Yeah, this is a uh, this is a rough one for him. Yeah, he like I, I don't expect like uh, j is just so good against Sheik. I also think that I... Ben struggles yeah.
2: a lot. I think he has a mind block in that matchup. I I'm, I'm hearing that he lost his salt at TMT just now. So, oh jeez. I think it's like there's like I think it goes I mean, both ways, right? I think S2J is very good versus Sheik, but I also Ben think at
0: like... TMT is a different Ben. Yeah, Dude, any any, <laughs> any random Maryland Fox player, not even PR. <laughs> Uh, I I bet could be Ben, any Green Fox. <laughs> green Fox on a podcast, <laughs> dude. A podcaster, You lose I bet he could lose to podcasters. No, I mean, I brought this up last week uh, when we talked talking to tof the The fact that we have these up and coming players who do well in a lot of matchups and struggle in traditionally favored matchups, uh, I, I think that that's that's a good sign, right? Kadorin was someone who we brought up uh, who had. Trouble with Fox, but did well versus Sheik. And it's like, yeah, I I trust a Marth player who's good at Sheik and not good at Fox to end up better in six months than I do a Marth player who can beat every Fox and not beat Sheik's.
1: (laughs) I think I get uh, what you mean. Uh, That's a a very, very understandable. It's
0: it's a growing experience. You know, Ben Ben is a super new player. Uh, I expect to see a lot from him. But for right now, yeah, dude. S2J is going to wash him. S2J, like... I think it was GTX. It was my good 2017. Uh, dude, I think he like 3-0'd Swedish and, and ended it with like a JV4 or something. I, I remember watching it, and at the time I was like, I think SUJ could win this. I was like so sheepish about it, and he just stomped him.
3: Um, I will say out happens. of the... We were talking earlier a little bit about how Hungrybox should do against some of the players that he's more familiar with. I think on LAN, s 2 like SJ 2 j and Gatsu are still are going to be still really tough. Like the way S2J trounced him in their last set, and it was like after what, 18, 19 sets or whatever that. Hungrybox had beaten him in a row. The way SJ Trounced him made me think, like, this guy, like, you know, if Hungrybox goes to land and he's expecting to, like, you know, still do well against the people he used to beat, like, player, like SJ is still going to be, like, he, he's going to have a lot of, uh, he's going to have a lot of, like, space to make up for. Like, that's not yeah. a free victory anymore.
1: That definitely makes sense. I think, uh, he, he's going to have to, like, clean up a lot. I, I can't imagine he, well, maybe with the first event back, but I can't imagine he'll just, like, walk back into events without, like, adjusting things, right? Especially if Crunch is around, but this is just, like, kind of a, it's a guess. I don't know him well enough to, like, make that judgment call.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, so, let, let's not, you know, beat around the bush here. He's he's gonna get voted into Summit, um, mm-hmm. and he he's gonna make, I'm sure, I don't know how, like, the math for it, I'm sure he's gonna make $20,000 in his voting campaign. Um... <sighs> So he he's Dude, gonna he, he's did gonna he Summit. Is this the
2: is this the implication? Did he throw for the summit voted money <laughs> for
1: the summit voted?
2: Look,
0: Even I'm when he saying, loses, he I'm wins. I'm not saying he did. I am saying he is going to like put a mortgage down on a, on a house uh, or like a yacht or something. He uh, owns a s- house a small, yacht. He? He'll small it, fine, yacht. He'll put it fine. or he'll get a new car. So I, I will it. say
1: something I'm excited about here is uh is him participating in voting. Very lucrative. Fan base to participate in voting. <laughs> I think. All right, man. <laughs>
0: yeah. all right. Dude, we don't have all...
1: we don't have monsters sponsoring the event anymore, man. We gotta make it up somehow.
0: It's all like civil engineer students who had full rides through their college, and they're like, "I don't know what to do with all this money. I'm 22, and I just got a six figure job. I guess I'll give it all to H Box. That's all it is. That's <laughs> what we gotta get. We gotta get that crew on our team. It was actually like Captain Ahab, just like. hunting for the whales dude god i'm
1: looking for him i'm looking for him
0: (laughs) but i brought up hbox for a reason uh and that reason is yeah i mean like uh, at a genesis tournament where that gets announced so far ahead you know uh any any really big major the first open bracket major we're gonna know about for months and i think yeah with that prep time with summit we are you know that is in july uh, we're going to see that in two months. I don't know if it's one of those things where you like immediately snap right back into it. Uh, I don't know. I've, I've definitely done that type of stuff before with like, like going back to school from summer and it's like, Oh, I should do this before I go back to school. And like suddenly it's, you know, two months evaporate in a second. Uh, so I think that could happen with him. I don't, I don't really know if he is in like prep mode uh, I, I don't know if even if he gets into prep mode, if two months is going to bring him to that tier where he can win the event or get second or third. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I also think. Why Summit... do we keep talking about him? So much? let's. Uh...
2: <laughs> well, okay, so let's talk about sfat a little bit, but we'll transition. So I think that um I think that Summit is very interesting because it is a land event, but it doesn't have crowds. Um, so it is sort of like this this interesting intermediary between a LAN event and like what we now consider a netplay type event where it's like you're in a room, there's not that many people around, there's not like people cheering or like yelling in your ears or whatever. Um, and I think it's very interesting to think about how different players who uh, handle that pressure better or worse than other players will perform. Uh, and in particular, I'm interested about SFAT because uh, I think s fat has so much like tournament experience right but he's also like one of those players that i think does really really well when he's like really focused and like really like he's mm-hmm. like got everything right in his head in order to compete really well so i am interested to see like how sfat adapts from like the net play environment he's like in his grandma's living room with the gaming chair and he's got the trampoline in the background compared to him being like next to hungry bucks in the room and Hungrybox is, like, popping off and screaming because he hasn't learned to not do that. Like, I'm wondering, like, how is that going to change things, right? Like, is the pressure not going to be that much? Is it going to be, like, way more just because of the one person that's there? I think this is a very interesting thing to consider about the transitory period that we're in between uh, Len and NetPlay
3: events. I like that you mentioned that because, like... Come to think of it, like, SFAT is one of the big, in terms of his standing to the rest of the competitive field, he has to be one of the biggest winners of the rollback era, right? But like, he wouldn't, he he wouldn't like, you wouldn't instantly think of him, but like, when you really think of the names of like all the players who have had a great last year, last nine months, like, like this is probably the best SFAT has been relative to the, to the field. To the field, yeah. Like what, four years? five years yeah
1: i mean if you were making the top 10 right now he's in it right if yeah, you had to definitely. make a top 10 and uh i think like he's always been on that bubble sort of that 10 11 even what's his highest that he's gotten? got ninth nine I, mean, I think ninth.
3: S-Fat s fat was no it was, was seventh
0: a- right, seven? was right. Yeah, seventh, I dude think.
3: you're right holy shit i forgot if s- it, was it was year like...
0: end but he was definitely uh like the next one after plop
3: Sfat but, at CEO so. Dreamland 2017 was one set away from winning the tournament and people just forgot about it. Like you I did. had a uh, I mean I had that, was,
2: a... that tournament that tournament had King and Flips Luigi and Sfat.
3: I think But but he had but he but he had to beat King and Hungrybox to get to grands. Yeah, like, it was
0: um it's like a prehistoric thing. People just forget about it. It's like the CEO Dreamland <gasps> before time.
3: <laughs>
1: Dude, I forgot. Well, I, just... I actually did forget about yeah, this. Yeah, but
3: but Aiden, this is the <laughs> But Aiden, this is this is kind of what I'm building up to. Like, so a while ago I ran a poll on on my Twitter, right? It was asking like, who who do you guys think is the best player to never win a major? And the the four options I gave were This was so stupid. This is this was yeah, like no, this was, was like
2: the 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 betting in Twitch chat. This gave me similar vibes. So I
3: so I gave uh, I, I mean I don't have the tweet on on hand right now, but I think my options Shock. were Sfat I'm that you don't. It was Sfat, Hacks, Wobbles and Shroomed. And I think Ambi, you responded in the comments with AMSA, which I think is kind of an, if you value metagame contributions, I think that's a that's an interesting and valid uh, answer also. But within the four that I that I gave to the audience, like forty six point five or something picked hacks, which and fat so was weird. a distant second at like twenty two percent, and I was like, guys, are you kidding me? This guy almost won a major, like. Picking picking hacks
1: is so insane. I think it's like purely he rides off like the equity of his fan base in a lot of ways. Like he's just like a well-known player who's like at least in the past was like well-liked like by a broad portion of like the melee fan base. So it's just like it's a popularity contest. Like it's it's not so much like something people are actually thinking about. It's obviously uh, he has like a really strong history, but of the pool of players like that you just listed. Yeah, it has to be fat, right? it just has to be.
3: Well, I think also like when you think of the points against him, like weighing him within that field, it's like, what are you really going to like, what are you going to hold against him? Like he loses to Zane and hungry box and like mango, like yeah. compared to, compared to hacks. Like, if like I took, I remember taking a look at their like head to heads against players, like considered above them, like in their legacy and stuff. And it's not like S fat was significantly worse. It's then like, than then those other players against the top level of play right he just yeah. has it like they all have a have a few of those matchups like everyone everyone at that level or lower loses to the zanes of the world you know yeah. like it it's just so unfair because he because he's held to such a high expectation of being like the guy your favorite like player beats in bracket or whatever but he's yeah he's, but the, he gets no credit when he finishes in like in top eight or whatever
1: yeah i totally agree because think about how many top eights he has finished in and he's been on that like top 10 he's been in that like top 10 top 15 range for like so long now like he's just he's probably one of the most like consistent players uh ever i really
2: just think he's got like a very deep knowledge of situations right like this is what really stands out to me it's like kind of subtle um but like you know you think about like fox peach right let me just get like a random example right and like to know that like it like it Say that you drill shine a peach as fox and you you know that like uh you know you get the drill at 75 on battlefield uh can you do like one up smash after the wave shine or do you need to throw in the second shine to get it um and people that are really really good at the fox peach matchup are really really good like understanding like when they need to throw in a little bit of extra damage in order to get the up smash um, and i feel like this is like a very underappreciated thing about being good at matchups and i think that Sfat he's he's got like all the percent stuff like really 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 on lock and it's something that goes really unnoticed because like the decision to do two shines instead of one is like very very rarely pointed out as like a very interesting thing but like yeah. with Sfat, he stands in the right places all the time he does the right moves at the right percents he like you know it's very rare that you see s fat do like some nonsense nair that like is too early and gets crouch canceled like He really just knows what to do in a lot of spots and it's uh i think it speaks really well to his ability to you know stay really really relevant for so long but he's just like right there and he gets unfairly memed on but like it's also like low-key kind of his fault for all the taunting Um...
3: (laughs) okay fair (laughs) enough the the
1: asfad zane meme i i enjoy i think it's one of the the better better memes out there right now it's just like everyone and something about the number going up like nobody beats s this many times in a row and then <laughs> that continuously going up is just like so funny to me
0: uh when he does it and i'm gonna say when and not if uh because positive outlook in life and everything when he does it dude uh it's gonna be like a two week long celebration of melee yeah, I agree. It's like, gonna be
1: it's gonna be one of those like top of uh top of the Reddit like single matchup discussion threads. Like people people are gonna be so psyched.
0: Yeah, put that on the front page of R all. I I want no one to know what this means and and everyone to click on it.
1: That happened that. when okay. uh that happened when Plot beat Armada for the first time.
0: Really? Yeah, yeah. it hit
1: R. It hit R all. Which was which was super cool it was one of those rare situations where we had to have someone explain in the comments to our all why this thread was so upvoted and somebody and then somebody has to like explain the legacy of armada and then like why was I it uh, was wild. it Master
0: Calvin forty five? It
1: was not Master Calvin forty five. <laughs> <laughs> I do not think so. Uh, dude, you know what's funny is like gradually, pe- more people are figuring out that that's me. Not that it's like super <laughs> secret, but it's just like so distorted and so far from the way I present myself on like the rest of social media uh that like when people r- realize or like recognize that it's me it's like very like weird cause it's, like, yeah it's fuck. like
0: why why does this uh master calvin guy and downtown sasquatch always talk about summit like they know everything yeah
1: downtown dude the downtown sasquatch thing is so funny because <laughs> god thread thready screenshotted i don't know anyway uh but yeah i just think that's that that was like one of the rare moments when we had like a single set reach that like that level of hype on, on Reddit, I don't know if I uh, honestly don't can't think of any other time that that's happened like for a specific set.
2: Okay, I'm, a, I'm gonna do a transition. You ready for this? I mm-hmm. think it's very funny because it's not that S Fat doesn't have the ability to beat these players. It's just that whenever he does beat these players, usually it's like yeah, you know that makes sense. Uh, one of these players was Plop, who he did beat at SCL, uh in what would many be would many consider not that interesting of a set uh relative to you know the other sets that went on at scl uh and you know pluff had a very good tournament and he ran an s fat and he lost s fat which i think is like a very funny thing to think about right like he he beat mangoes fox and then immediately lost s fat um which begs the question right like how do we judge plot how good would you say is plop
1: this is this is interesting because it's like it's always so back and forth and it always feels like it's super dependent on like how seriously he's taking the game and like whether or not he's like trying. He also rotates characters so long. Like I, I don't know. I think a lot of like the last year where he played Fox is just like, oh, he's playing only Fox and it feels like he's just fucking phoning it in. like he clearly like it's never it's whenever I don't think there's ever been a single tournament where he's gone all fox except for like maybe shine uh 20 didn't go all fox at 16 he didn't even go all fox i don't think so he might have played samus at that he tournament too him. yeah was, he went all 2016, fox at China, 2016,
3: I 2016. Think. yeah 2016, okay. yeah okay
1: so that tournament it's like other than that one i feel like every time Plup has gone all fox it really feels like he's not taking the tournament seriously and i don't know if that's like actually the way it works in his head but i think it's like shown through results um and like any tournament where he's like trying super hard, is a tournament where like the Sheikh comes out at some point, or like the Sheikh comes out versus like most characters, and then like he busts out the Fox against H Box to try and win that. Mm-hmm. And, but uh, that's part this... of the
3: package with him, though. I I will say, I I think I can see where you're heading with this, but like there always will be that chance with Plup that he's just gonna like go Fox at it of tournament because he doesn't feel yeah like, like, she... i think
1: he, he's just super he seems super emotional in that regard where he's just like he's only gonna like try super hard and take it super seriously and like give it his all if he's just like really in the mood in the moment i think like this is kind of this tournament is kind of like smash summit nine it's like basically like every six months or every like year or so like of, of him being like somewhat inactive uh we get around to a tournament, and we're like, "Shit, Plop's still really, really good, and he can be that good on any given day. He just has this like wider spread that seems like so dependent on like whether or not he's practicing and like wants to give it a shot. Because uh, I-, I don't know, this tournament made me feel the exact same way Smash Summit Nine did in a lot of ways.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. I I kind of feel like like Plop is sort of like introverted Axe where he does like a lot of the same like I just love melee and I want to play it." And I think this character is fun. So I'm going to play this character today. But it's like, yeah. it's a lot less like he'll make a Twitter poll about what character he should play. And it's a lot more like, I don't care what you guys think. I'm going to play fucking Luigi at this tournament. Yeah. Because, you know, he's, he's, Luigi's dope. Um, <laughs> and I think it's very interesting because it's like, you know, sometimes you'll get Plup who's in the mood to really compete. And like other times you, you kind of don't, but like he wants to be there anyways. So it's very interesting to see like what Plup we get on that particular day I,
1: I bet we'll see more of serious plup when we hit lan again because i think like the ultimate cycle is kind of gone for him uh which was like the big hold up uh where he was just like really practicing and taking ultimate seriously also becoming a very good player at that game like a very for underrated sure. player where i sure. think if he attended more things he was he was honestly like a top 50 pgr player for that game like it was very obvious yeah,
0: i think they did um shoot uh Melee patron, Barnard's loop, wild man. Uh, I think they, him and God, I don't remember what his team name is, but, uh, they did an Orion rank for like North America and one for this and one for that, like each for a different region. And it was like two top 200. Uh, so he ended up in, I forget if it was top 50 or like top 60, top 70 in North America. But yeah, I mean like he, you're, you're right. He was a good player and like seeing him devote part of his time to that part of his time to melee like does affect it. He is one of those people who any tournament, I think he could win. Yeah. Uh, but you know, of the people who I think are in that same tier, like uh mango or, or, you know, Zane, of course, I think he's got a, a lower floor. Like I could yeah, see Plump get 13th cause he loses to fiction and you know, whoever, um, but I, I could also see him like win the tournament. So, so it's hard to like really pinpoint where he would be in, in the meta currently. I'm like, like the if... only
1: one who doesn't have faith in him beating Zane anymore. I don't think like when I see him uh... play Zane, I I don't think Plup could do this. I don't think that anymore. I'm like, yeah, yeah he's going to get fucked. Zane is insane right now. I don't think club. I, I I do not think the way club plays Sheik right now is good enough to beat Zane
3: right now. He's got to edge guard Zane way better. That's like the. I mean, biggest, okay, it is it net play. Like, like, and
1: like,
2: like, let's let's call a spade a spade here. I definitely, <laughs> I definitely like I mentioned earlier. I think Sheik is pretty hard on Netplay. play. I think uh, Zane is clearly taking netplay very seriously and like we're we're shocked to that plop is starting to take netplay seriously so like let's just set the expectation a little bit here sure uh sure i i definitely feel you like if you just look at how they're playing now but it's like you know like zane's wearing his fucking jersey to the scl tournaments right true like <laughs> he's got like his room which is like empty except for the mm. bojack poster and, and uh and the mad villain yeah album. Yeah. Yeah, yeah don't and, forget the end know. of doom album and, and like meanwhile you go to plup stream and he's got like two cameras but one of them's small and he'll like look at himself and he'll have that <laughs> camera be inverted so it looks back at him and it's like a big yeah. meme and then he'll like whenever he finishes his set he'll alt tab to uh to to hungry stream and then just giggle non-stop so like let true it's
3: we are not seeing the same level from both. It's of these a little players. different. Yeah. It's a little so different. Aiden, i I don't think I don't think I would feel like it's hopeless that like Zane is guaranteed a victory. But I I feel like for their next LAN set, given everything that we know about them right now, you know, for whatever it's worth, I I feel like there was a lot like relative to where we used to see Plup versus Zane, which is basically like if Plup plays Zane in bracket, like he's beating him eighty percent of the time. For yeah. more, right? Like relative to where he used to be, I think certainly the, the dynamic of their head to head is it's definitely totally flipped, flipped. But yeah. I don't think but I don't think it's flipped to like 90 ten Zane. Like I think it's like 8020 like
1: uh, Zane. <laughs>
3: it may yep. uh, probably lower than that, but I but I, I think he, he's still like he's still favored. This yeah, is
1: definitely. this is my, my my uh I saw a comment that got some like pushback on Reddit. This is like sort of sort of related. That, uh, Zane, someone said that Zane is scarier than Armada, and then naturally people disagreed in the replies, but I, uh, I believe that. Zane Zane, Zane is the, Zane is the best at Melee that a player has ever been, right now.
0: Yeah, dude, you've seen Spud, like, take a bunch of games off of Armada in a Melbourne apartment or something. (laughs) I've heard these stories too much. You've seen, you've seen too much of Armada.
1: It's true. It's true. Zane. Spud, Spud, Spud. Oh, why Armana? did I do this? Oh, if no. Armada has to play Peach, if Armada had to play Peach, and Spud was at his peak performance, Spud wins 100%. A hundred percent. Why are we? I'm, why are we? No, but, but this is the thing. Hey, this is the asterisk. If Armada switched to Fox, he wins his set.
3: Why, why are we talking about a guy who doesn't play me- who's who's not active in melee anymore? Speaking why, of which, why are we talking about two people which, who I aren't want, playing melee anymore? What are we would love
1: would love to see that young lad get back at it again. I miss him. Armada. Anyway, we we don't have to talk to about Spud. We don't have to talk about lad? Armada.
0: <laughs> Armada, the young lad himself. Uh, no, I think it's really funny because I was and melee stats. I think in in general, kind of was on this wave. Um, dude, we uh, we would know when Plup was gonna lose to a, a matchup that he was traditionally favored in. I remember like watching CEO 2019. And all of us were like, he's going to lose to Wizzy. He's going to lose to Wizzy. There's no way. It was in Losers or something. It was like right after he lost to H-Box. He's like, there's no way. And whatever that's... I forget which summit it was where, where Zane ended up beating Plup, but I remember we were like, oh yeah, Zane's winning this. Like, there's no way Plup wins this. But I'm the opposite right now. Uh, it, You know, obviously conventional wisdom would say Zane is going to be very good. Zane is going to win them all. I'm not saying Plup's going to win immediately or, or he's going to take most of the sets or anything but i think he's got a fighting chance um i want to see him become a consistent top player because right now if we were to like if everything shakes out even in north america maybe he's top five maybe he's under top five but i value his ability to win a tournament more than i would someone above him like um if you gave 10 tournaments i would say stj would probably have a better average but i don't think stj would win like plop would
1: yeah i see what you mean
3: yeah i agree with that so why don't we uh like just to just to make sure we're all on the same page so we're all like we would all say like meet like five or just outside top five plop
2: yeah I mean, like, what are we judging this off of, right? Like, this is—I can't stand these ranking discussions, man. Cause yeah, like, but they're so you, fun. Come on, it's right? fun. Like is Left one of these. Answer the question. Like, No, dude, I'm not going to answer this question because it's like there's one like, other person you have. Are to we going to? Are we going to rank? Like, is this a net play ranking or is this when things come back ranking?
3: Like, like I don't know, dude. Like, okay, at, at, like let's assume everyone that we know that is good or we fully expect to get into Summit is going there. Where do you seed Plop? Right. Plup is plop. uh
1: I think you know what? Plup is uh the 7th seed right now.
2: I yeah, think that's fair. If you're doing it off of if you're doing it off of netplay play results, I think 7 is fair. Like yeah, I don't know, dude. I just I don't like these conversations because it's like we we just got done talking about how we think that like, you know, Plup probably has the higher probability of winning a tournament compared to STJ, but like no one in their right mind would put s2j not above club right now based on the tournament results right and like i just i don't think that these conversations are that productive because it's no they're it? just fun no You're being fun.
0: A I, I am know. being a curmudgeon they're, dude they're not that fun
1: and that's why professor pro is top 20 right now <laughs> this is this is what i'm talking it's fun that's when professor it. pro is better than
0: plop <laughs> because i have the i have the hottest takes <laughs> dude
1: how do you think
2: professor pro would do against plop I kind of like, like yeah, I kind of like Prof versus Sheik. I think he's
0: got a funny chance. I think he I loses the watched- ditto. I Especially cross continent cross... If, if they connect <laughs> <laughs> What about I,
1: UK this UK fabled... to Florida? Crawford's wins a hundred percent. Hundred percent. Dude, that's <laughs> nine to one odds. That's <laughs> dude
3: The,
0: that's the it. fabled dude. IBDW East Coast EU tournament. Anytime you, you flip on a European stream, they're always talking about like, oh, you know, I B D W is talking about running this. Uh non-determinate European accent. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah you like you like started leaning into it and then you moved out of it oh
0: i think that ibdw is going to run a east coast <laughs> european tournament
1: dude holy shit also also an incredible tangent everybody everybody who has time should go just watch mint stream mint is from northern <laughs> ireland and dude i don't know what language they speak up there man but it is incredible to listen to <laughs> the northern irish accent is so fucking sick because even even it's so different from even even like southern ireland like it's so like if you listen to someone from dublin it does not
0: sound like mint at all like it is it's like a totally different person is it uh is it like a liam neeson thing isn't liam neeson for like belfast or something uh
1: yeah yeah does he have a liam so, neeson right? accent Oh dude, I don't think so. He sounds I don't even know how to describe it, dude. I want to get on like watched...
0: cameo. We'll make him
2: say that the uh, taken line. I watched Mint do an analysis of Fox Puff and I can corroborate what Aiden is saying here. It's <laughs> definitely very
1: funny. Dude, it's so dude, there was this there was this little moment, uh there was a clip that all the Scottish guys were joking about in, in Scottish Melee, and it's this clip of Mint talking to his brother and <laughs> and they're like they're like watch this clip dude mint says like a whole sentence and you cannot you cannot (laughs) understand a word you cannot discern what the sentence is at all and they went to the irish guys and they were like can you like translate this for us
0: that's so good it is is so
1: funny Uh, anyway, anyway, that's my, that's my mint, Northern Ireland, of course, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, this was inevitable,
0: you know this is gonna happen. No, we we had this, we
2: we brought you on the show specifically for this, I hope you understand. Like, it wasn't
0: about SDL, we don't care, we're asking you these softball questions about SDL so you can like act like you're here for a reason no well, let's, okay, let's, let's appease things. the
2: people let's appease the people that are in here because of the the tweets that we have made about it rather than knowing that you're like the the greatest european non-european of all time uh, what also, also one thing one thing <laughs> fade
1: fade fade one of my favorite my favorite people from uk melee from scotland fade links the clip in chat so just oh take some goodness. time because fade was the one who showed it to me i think dude shit is so funny anyway
2: sorry Ed, it right continue, Maybe we'll put it in the description or something I don't know. yeah we'll i've, I've got
0: this i've got this clip opened up the second we stop recording i'm gonna i'm gonna hit yeah, watch yeah. on this edwin did you say you're watching it right now we got a show we're doing <laughs> come on <laughs> man sorry. sorry i got
3: this we're talking
0: about the future
3: of scl that is what we're talking about the future when does men get invited to sel
1: uh probably probably not anytime soon brother um <laughs> okay. i think the only thing is um the i don't know what the future of this league looks like if i'm being honest um it you know like many projects at summit like it's um you know as long as it's kind of like viable and like fits into our schedule. I think we'd like to do it again. When we did season one, I don't think we were super confident that a season two would happen, but then the cards kind of like came like lined up. Um we really needed like projects to kind of fill this space um in spring and we wanted to do something like Smash related before summits came around. And it just like all came together in like a really nice way. And I think the league itself has like really established itself as something valuable after this season i think like season one it got like praise and like people liked it but i think see this season in particular was super super well received um i'd also like to note that the peak viewership collectively for this was the highest an event has been since smash summit nine oh, um, yes. so like this this peaked at 65k concurrence across like all the streams uh, and Smash Summit peaked at 54, and LCS, LACS peaked at, like, 56. So this is, like, 10,000 more people watching the finals of this one-day league, right? This is this doesn't have the benefit of having the ramp of, a, like, a weekend building up to it, which is a lot of, like, what builds Twitch viewership is, like, your days leading up to the finals. So I think that's pretty incredible. Um, so I'd, I'd just like to note that. Like, not as a way to, like, congratulate myself <laughs> or something, but I'll more as a marker you. of, no, like, dude, the... <laughs> yeah. More as a marker of like where the game is at. I think this is a really, it speaks really well to the game and it speaks really well to this league if we're able to do another season. I think the big question is with land back, does this league being online really have its same place anymore? And can we do this offline? Like, is it viable? Could we do something like this league offline? Because I think if we were able to, in the ideal world where you had unlimited money, doing this league offline would be sick as fuck. Like that is what I would want to see. Uh, but it's just, I don't have, like, the clairvoyance necessary to uh, establish, like, what's going to be happening uh, that far in the future. I know, yeah. like, we have we have a lineup of Smash events this year. I think we're going to announce, like, everything, like, within the uh, within June. Um, so you'll kind of see, like, what the rest of the year's schedule is like. But no, like, commitments or, like, promises about a Season 3 of this league yet. Um, although I think we really want to, and I think season two, like like I said, strikes a really good tone for like what this league means to the community going forward.
0: The absolute gall of you sitting in Ludwig's house and saying, "If we had infinite money,"
1: <laughs> I'm I'm not uh, you know <sighs> Summit. If Summit had infinite okay, money,
0: I think the
2: we is money. important here. It does
1: it does a lot of work. If Summit had infinite money, yeah,
0: I'm sure. Like as you are saying this, Ludwig has just made fifty thousand dollars. For, like, making one uh, of doing the poggy mode or something, uh, it's very clear that I don't know what Ludwig does. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, we, we talked about it on this podcast before. I think SCL is one of the best uh, online events. I think it's the best online event because it takes what's the best thing about online, right? You know, this is a, a thing that works best on online. Every other tournament, as good as the LACSs are, as good as, you know, uh, any other ones are. <laughs> Suddenly can't remember anymore um they they really are just trying to emulate a tournament experience of just like a two-day major and yeah, and this is like no this is something that we probably will not see feasibly ran in person um and we definitely did not see in person before but like it perfectly it has the feeling of of real melee while also taking the best of online melee so i, I hope to see what's going on with it the the future of this um should be pretty good yeah, just like I think to, them- to say something topical about
2: it, uh, I know that uh, Fizzy right now is working on Slippy Ranked, so I think that this is sort of topical to mention. Uh, I think, you know, as someone that has entered uh, a handful of, uh, of Slippy online tournaments in the last year or so, um, I think in my head the idea of Slippy Ranked feels like a more accessible, more comfortable, superior version of every single tournament that I've ever entered personally. Like just as from my own experience, like you know, play a set that matters, have it be important. Uh, if I want, play a bunch of them in a row. If I'm feeling it, you know, whatever. Like maybe this is different for people that like enter slippy online tournaments for like money payout type tournaments, right? But in, in generally speaking, at least from my perspective as like a mid level player, um, the idea of a ranked mode is just superior to all of it. But the the unique exception to this, like just as a spectator is scl scl is the one that i think could be like meaningfully like have a storyline behind it that is uh a little bit it has a little bit more weight behind it compared to you know just going on slippy ranked and grinding out ranked for a bit um so i hope to see more of it because i think that um i'm sure that like online events won't go away but i think the incentive to play them will be much lower after slippy ranked comes out but i think that
1: i agree yeah
3: yeah, the the only thing I wanted to mention, uh, just alongside what Ambi was mentioning, was the the fact that I think SCL gives us a really good opportunity to see like deep runs from players against uh, you know talented, uh, just against like the, a field that they normally wouldn't get an opportunity against, right? Like I don't know if we get to see Daky defeat Aklo mm-hmm. and go on a huge bracket run for a offline series that builds up to something else like we do with SCL Yeah, building That's up actually
1: it. a really interesting point and that I hadn't really thought about as much, but you know what? It, it, it's actually kind of like how everybody knew and sort of, if I may, overrated Cal because there was an amateur tournament at Red Bull gods and gatekeepers that everybody watched and he won that tournament. And it was a rare circumstance where sort of a lower-level tournament had a shit ton of viewers. And it sort of inflated the perspective of Cal. like, for the following, like, year or so. Um, and in a certain way, and, like, not not unjustly so. Oh, she? Oh, my bad. My bad. I didn't know that. Um, so uh, she was, like, really good, obviously, and, like, won that tournament. And that was, like, really, really dope. Um uh, but I think it was a tournament that like plenty of people in terms of like the skill base of who had entered in it entered it like all of the, those tournaments exist existed all across the country like if you could take like a lot of similar level tournaments and like give it the same audience and sort of had the same um, the same plus side to whoever won that thing. Um, and then this this is kind of the same thing like Daki is a player who has been like decent for a long time but this like, type of tournament structure where everybody watches the qualifier the night before gives that person uh, such more notoriety. And I think that's a really, really cool structure where those sort of like top 40, top 50 and below players who don't get a huge spotlight most of the year, who travel through the bracket, even if it's really deep without you really noticing their sets because they didn't make it to top eight, um, those people rarely get chances to stand out and develop fans and like be complimented as, like, good players. And uh, I think that's really, really important. Like, that that helps, like, build the scene. And uh, this is, I, I didn't even think about it, like, when we were putting SCL together. But that I think that's a huge plus of, like, the structure of how this tournament works. Yeah. yeah. I,
2: have, I think that having this type of tournament feed into something like a compendium for a land tournament is really interesting. Because, you know, there are players like Ben, who, you know, are very, very good players. And if you aren't if you aren't like you know super lost in the bracketology the way that all of us are uh maybe you are not familiar with ben but like ben doesn't travel ben can defeat Hungrybox box in, in netplay tournaments and then everyone knows ben and then ben enters you know genesis compendium and it's like hey i'm that guy that beat hungry box on netplay you want to see me at LAN? you know what i'm saying i think uh, yeah yeah having it feed into uh, is really interesting yeah uh,
0: definitely agree so summit's always been really cool for that aspect but uh there's definitely an aspect of summit where you have this like really cool player get voted in and the best case scenario for their skill level is that maybe they beat one person right uh just because summit is so incredibly stacked that someone who is maybe lower power top 100 maybe just outside top 50 doesn't have the chance to shine the same way that they would in like scl you know the the, the having division two and having so many chances to win it really has this incredible effect on players whose stocks are really rising and edwin you know a couple things about stocks and uh players whose stocks are rising
3: yes what a wonderful transition into (laughs) the edwin budding stock exchange so aiden Yes. I'm going to explain to you how this works.
1: Yeah, I am very, I was very curious from the moment I saw this on the overlay, so I'm excited.
3: <laughs> my favorite part of this is Edwin would s- sometimes
0: have episodes where he says, so Toph, have you heard of the Edwin Bunny stock exchange? <laughs> like, this is something that everyone knows about. It's like, surely you must know of it by yes. now.
3: Yeah, I think when I say it, it's just like words moving out of my mouth before <laughs> before my brain processes them. But basically, it's you. kind of like a... It's like, do you remember the speed round? See, this yeah, actually makes yeah. sense because Aiden was on <laughs> was on our old show. But basically, I'm gonna ask a bunch of questions to you three. Um, at the end of the at the end of all the questions, I'm gonna tell you which uh, you had the better answers and which of you had the most points from the questions. Okay. But the format of this is a little different. And why don't we just jump into it? So the first segment is called mm-hmm. Buy or Sell. You know, it's pretty self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. I name you. I name you a melee stock, and you tell me whether you're buying or selling. Mm-hmm. So, we're gonna start off with the reigning and undefeated champion of the Edwin Budding Stock Exchange. Wait, tell me <sighs> two times. <laughs> are you buying or are you selling? AMSA's performance at Smash Summit 11.
0: Uh, you know, what? I'm gonna buy it. I I think that the constant waning and waxing of umsa is that like we're always like he can't possibly still do this and he does it uh so my brain is saying there's no way he would perform well at summit but considering i've said that like eight times in my life and each time he does well i'll buy
3: why not aiden
1: uh depends if sane makes it into smash summit (laughs) uh no but i i'm buying i think nobody i think uh he's obviously well practiced right now and uh, grinding really hard for this. And I think everybody is gonna really, really struggle because there's just no Yoshi practice. Like there's no Yoshi practice anywhere like close to that level in my opinion. And uh, he's also someone who's just too far away to practice with. At best, you could be like on the West Coast doing like three frame with him if you wanted to. So I don't think anybody's gonna be prepared because like he's just been gone for so long that that matchup is gonna be really hard for a lot of people.
2: And Ambi, finish it off. I am going to sell. I'll be the guy. I'll be the guy that says it. I think that the Yoshis that are in the netplay landscape right now are accessible to everyone in the United States. Um, I think they're very good players. I think they're strong. I think they're capable of defeating Hungrybox. I think that everyone will be a little bit better against Yoshi compared to the last time Amso was super, super active as a player. And I think that Amso will do quite well, but... He's, you know, been absent from the the greater netplay landscape for quite a long time, and he will need to readjust, and all of his experience is mostly against people who are experienced versus Yoshi. So, I'm a sell, but only because he's overvalued, not because
3: he's going to do bad. All right, Aiden, for the next buy or sell question, I want you to tell me, buy or sell exclusive netplay doubles tournaments?
1: Sell. Sell. It's like, it's one of those things where it just sounds super hot and super cool. Like when you hear about it and you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, there should be doubles tournaments. But it's just like everything else to do with doubles, where people say they're psyched about it and they don't tune in and they don't enter and they're not going to enter now. I don't know why it would change.
3: Andy, what do you think? I'm a
2: sell because doubles doesn't work on Linux yet. So <laughs> I can't play it. I'm mad. Vindictive cell. Wheat,
3: what do you think?
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna sell. <laughs> doubles is people who like doubles are like perpetually third on their state PR, and it's always like a peach and cheek player, uh, or people who have listened to way too much Drug Fox, or your web wipe, or your web wipe web who web. perpetually third maybe. <laughs> 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 All right. there's, there's definitely a doubles player.
3: <laughs> Ambi, I want you to tell me are you buying or are you selling the 2021 melee tier list um you know i'll buy it i really thought it was it was not very uh
2: objectionable in ways that are important like i think all the low tier players are mad and like oh no you know the 23rd character totally should have been 20th but like i think that you know the only really thing I could think of as, like, actually wrong, maybe, is Falco and Puff maybe being switched. But, like, they're close enough. They're in the same tier. I'll, I'll buy it. I think it's fine.
3: I think it will not change substantially. What do you you got anything to add, Wheat?
0: Uh, I'm buying. Uh, and it's not so much as me buying the tier list. It's more as me buying the wonderful articles that accompanied it on pgstats.com. About the uh, B plus tier and, and Captain Falcon's performances. Also, Ambi, do you think Falco should be above Puff? Uh,
3: no. Hold, hold on. I, I, well, I, I want to move on. I want to move on to. I, I want to move on to Aiden.
0: I don't think Ambi should get the point because I don't think he knows what the tier list does. Dude, who's t-
3: who's who's above Aiden? Aiden, Puff Puff? are you buying or selling?
1: I'm selling. I'm selling. Are you kidding me? Look at the character that's number one.
3: That's a good point.
1: And look at how it's not Marth. Are you kidding me? You think we don't? You think we're not going to be in 2025 collectively agreeing that the best character is Marth? I can't believe this.
0: Aiden's I, a chic I, player who I, acts like he's a Falco player. I cannot
1: <laughs> believe. I cannot believe that Marth is not number one.
0: Aiden's sitting down right. with a bunch of uh, spaceys and he's like, "Man, I hate Marth!" Right? And everyone's just looking at him, just fucking all right. Player. So,
3: so that's the end of the buy or sell segment. So this is going to move on to the second segment of the stock exchange. This segment is called is it a bubble i'm gonna name something a stock which is seemingly at a very high valuation right now and you're gonna tell me whether it's a bubble aka destined to crash or not so wheat can you tell me if lacs is a bubble
0: LAC no- lacs is not a bubble uh you like are you seriously betting against ludwig in in 2021 He's gonna, like, somehow stream on the moon or something by the time I'm 30. And, uh, and you want me to bet against him? No. Th- this is, like, the least bubble I can think of. Aiden?
1: Uh, it's not a bubble. I have too close a view on the inside, I think. It's it's definitely not a bubble. It's, all oh, that I think, dude, I think there's gonna be so much more.
3: <laughs> Andy? Uh...
2: I think it depends a lot on your definitions of bubble, and your definitions of LCS. <laughs> uh, <well>, like,
0: <laughs> what about the definition of it? like? I
2: don't know. I think like net play tournaments might be a little bit of a bubble, uh, but Ludwig is certainly not a bubble. And like, you mean the entrance? Like maybe the entrance number goes down, but like like guess Ludwig, Ludwig's gonna go up. I don't know, dude. I think it's uh, uh
0: LCS has had static sixty four players except for the first one.
3: Oh dude, yeah, I'm a fraud. Never mind. So so all of you so all of you are answering no for the LACs not being a bubble. I go with no. Okay. Aiden, I want you to tell me is plup chic versus mango a bubble?
1: Oh, this is hard. Shit. Wait, it's Not a bubble. Here? It's okay. not a bubble. He's been doing it for too long. He's been mm. doing it for too long. I think that's the thing is like in, in a similar vein like to what we, we what we've been discussing is like he just ebbs and flows and he's always able to like make it to the top like his skill ceiling is just so high and I think Sheik in particular like when there's no one else like as good as him like pushing someone like Mango all the, albeit people are very close I think we're in a good era for Sheik um, uh, I think it's just one of Mango's like weaker matchups and I don't see mango patching that up anytime soon
3: andy
2: i I feel like it's not rising fast enough to be a bubble so i'm confused by this one maybe if it was a fire or a cell i'm probably a cell but i don't know if that means it's a bubble like i don't think it will crash maybe it'll devalue a little bit i don't know
0: mm. attacking the questions i, I don't interesting know interesting play maybe i'm throwing no it's not we- a bubble So first off, Edwin, I want to say, what a wonderful question. Uh, (laughs) A series of wonderful questions, actually. Uh, So the thing with bubbles is that it's hard to know what a bubble is when you're in it, right? Uh, And the thing with Plup is that he is going to do very well versus Mango for for a little bit. Uh, And then he's eventually going to go fox and get washed. And at the time when he does that, you have to know that that's not indicative of the future. That that's just going to happen. Every seven sets he's going to play, he's going to go fox and get washed one of them. Uh, so I say, with that knowledge that you hold on during that, I don't think it's a bubble.
3: Okay. And then for the last, is it a bubble question? Ambi, is Zane on rollback a bubble? Like a, like continuing
2: on rollback or Zane right now? I don't think Zane is a bubble. I think Zane will be very good. I'm not going to attack the third question in a row. That, you you're messing me <laughs> up here. I think Zane will be good after rollback ends. I think other people will also be good and maybe a little bit closer to Zane, but he will remain the number
0: one player. IMO. Wait. Oui. Uh, Zane as definitive number one, like Armada level, Ken level number one, I think is a bubble. Um, I think there's so many killers out there. Like if you gave me, like the fact that he would have to play a bracket that would have LAN HBox, like if he has to play a hot mango, uh. He's got to play Leffen Sheik. He's got to play Plup Sheik or Wizzy or whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would probably have a hard time saying he's definitively number one going to be, the, like, winning nine out of ten majors or whatever. But uh, Zane himself, I, I feel very strongly about him going to the, to the next year. Dude, Axe? What the hell? There's, like, the list of players who I think are scary for him at even just, like, a 30% level I think is pretty high. So as definitive number one, I'd say that's a bubble. As number one player, no.
3: As good player, no. And Aiden you get the last word
1: it's not a bubble it's not a bubble I don't think anybody I don't think anybody in the modern era of the game maybe okay so nobody since 2015 has or maybe 2016 nobody since 2016 has wanted to win more than Zane than right now I think I I, 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 I think he I think he wants it too much and and he has the work ethic and the drive and the passion for the game to back it up, which is like so very clear. Like, it, I mean, he won. Uh, he won Genesis,
3: right? Like, I, I think that speaks a lot. Okay, so that ends this segment. Now, because there are three people in the stock exchange, I've actually added another segment before the typical finale. Damn. So in this segment, I'm going to ask you if you're buying the dip on a on a certain stock. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a stock that's currently at low evaluation, and I and you're gonna tell me whether you're gonna buy it right now, in the, with the expectation that it'll go up, or you're gonna tell me if you're passing on buying it. So wheat, are you buying the dip on LOD? Uh
0: oh, I'm gonna pass on this. Uh, no, I'll buy it. I'll buy and immediately sell because LOD will eventually get ninth or seventh at a huge major uh he will never be a consistent top 15 level player and that's not because he's not skilled that's just because he's a busy man and melee is not his life but yeah dude i'll buy it up right now at the low price and then when he eventually gets like ninth at the big house 10 um yeah i'll sell it off
3: aiden oh i'm
1: buying i'm buying a lot of i think i feel the exact same way that we does I, I think like Lod is just someone who's too good and thinks about the game too much, and the way he approaches it to not like find himself in ninth at a major or thirteenth at a major, um, yeah. And Amby.
2: Yeah, See, I'm a buy. I think uh, he's gonna, you know, be a practicing doctor, and then he won't be in med school anymore, and then he'll have more time.
3: So I'm definitely a buy on Lod. I will buy. Aiden. Are you buying the dip on ice climbers? Absolutely
1: not. It's over, dude. The I think it's over. I I don't think the so I was actually talking about this with Albert last night. How like bananas like quit, and I think there's just like too many people who quit the character, and I don't think anybody is like willing to like invest the time in the near future in the character either. And the character is also just like not good. And uh, in a way, thank God
2: ambi i am shorting the ice climbers i think that they were bad to begin with i think they're worse now without wobbling i think wobbling will stay banned and i think that everyone has gotten good enough to not just get wobbled even if wobbling comes back i am shorting the ice
3: climbers no way dude beautiful and we you get the last word
0: uh this is going to be like my penny stock i i'm buying this and then i'm selling for like 10 percent. uh will increase People, I think, are going to immediately forget how to play versus the Ice Climbers because they're like, what can this character even do? They can't wobble me. I can just do this. And then, you know, suddenly Slug grabs them and does like 30% or uh, something like that. Yeah, I, I think know, 30%. 30% exactly. I don't think uh, you guys are wrong. I do think that the the days of Ice Climbers being in every top 30 or like being having three of them on every single PR, I think that's done. But uh yeah, dude, they will be they will ebb and flow like they always have, just not to the same extent. Uh, but the second I see that one ebb, I'm selling immediately. <laughs> if I get a dollar off that, I, I'll take a dollar.
3: All right. And then for the last question for this segment, Ambi, are you buying the dip on the rest of Europe, specifically against Leffen for the rest of the year?
2: Uh yeah. Yeah, I think that there's nowhere to go up, right? Like, it's at literally zero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, th- just... I think someone will take a game off of Liffin at some point. I think, yeah, like, Frenzy's quite good. I could see Frenzy can see... Yeah, I'll buy it, dude. The yeah. stock can't go lower. No, it's it's over, dude. No, I,
3: I'm good. i good. Let's do it. Tell me, Wheat.
0: So, I'm going to buy... And, and there's some nice ways to say this, which is... Um... I think that Pipsqueak's in a little bit of a rut right now, but I do think he's a super good player. Uh, I think he can take a game off Leffen. I think Ice, dude. I think Prof. I think Frenzy. I think there's so many good players. And Triff, you know, top 20 player last year. But the real reason is I expect Leffen to do some dumb shit in the immediate future where he's like, I'm only going to play Yoshi now or something. Uh, I expect to see the Mewtwo back before 2022 is over. He's going to pull something dumb as a way of saying that Europe's actually not that good uh, and needs to... Play more and he's gonna like blame them for the fact that he's going secondaries and Aiden? So, yes i will buy
1: i'm not gonna buy dude I, I think there's no there's just no and i i love them all i really do they're all they're Aww, all personal so friends who i believe in i all believe in them but can you honestly look me in the eye right now and not tell me what Le- Leffin is actually trying that any of them have a shot. To be clear, Leffen would be doing this to everybody in North America except for like five people in my opinion. So, that's like my take. Is like this isn't because Europe is bad. This is why it was so mind-blowing to watch it. Dude, he washed Frenzy and Prof, dude. It was bad. They are so good. They are such good players. They're so good at the video right. game and that's what happened.
3: Okay. That ends the segment, and it leads us into the final question in the final segment called Market Watch. So, we, which player outside of the United States, Canada, and Europe would you like to see get voted into Smash Summit 11?
0: HP. I do not understand what HP does in terms of character choices, uh, and I would like to just get any closer to figuring that out, because I think his Yoshi and Fox are amazing. Uh, i don't really know what's going on with the doc and i'm sure by the time that this airs he will already have um played like five more weird characters in tournament so I'll, i will say hp with honorable mention to uh gwar Gwar-ski or whatever gwar oh. uh
3: aiden
1: sora of course sora i think like he's just so he's so good and he cares so much, and he's so driven. I think he's someone who, he's probably the only player outside of, I think he's the only player that does not live in NA or EU who could be top 50 right now. Except for Spud, who already did it, you know? Or or I guess Japan, like Omsa, I forgot about Omsa. But I think he's like the only player who hasn't like already reached the top 100 that could like, has, has the ability to do it at the moment.
3: All right, Ambie, you get the last Dude, word.
2: I can't believe we gave an honorable mention. I was gonna say Guzowski. <laughs> I, I just
3: want to know. I guess
2: if I if I have to pick one, I'll pick Lag. Lag is a good second for me because I think Lag would be very funny to see on land. Because Lag on land. Um, but Guzowski, I think, is so interesting because, like, I just feel like it, there's no way it's actually true that he's a good player. Um, <laughs> like. Like it's so odd Like I just see him like on the ledge And like Mitsu can do like an aerial interrupt From the ledge And uh And like get off the ledge And like he'll just do like Roll or get up attack or neutral get up And be right every single time And I don't understand it I need to know I need to know if this will transfer to land Because like I Is he just the best player in the world? I don't understand Uh Cause you just look at him, and I'm like, dude, he's playing Mewtwo. He's playing Mewtwo like I would play Mewtwo, but winning. Uh, <laughs> I I don't understand. I, so I want Gustowski just because I think it would be very interesting to see. But
0: keep in mind, Ambi's actual answer is lag.
3: Yeah, you can give consider it lag because Wheat stole my answer. But all right, all right. Thanks, guys, for playing. The final tally is in. And with the score of 5-4-1, Sinister is the champion of the Edwin Butting stock exchange. I didn't deserve to win that. I'm sorry, Gwastowski,
2: right. if, if you're listening. That dude, came you out were, right. You totally were getting mentioned...
0: facts wrong. You were uh, saying that the questions were bad. No, dude, I didn't deserve to win that. I definitely, the, we, it definitely definitely came your, out way more aggressive. Do you want to give Aiden, your minute of time? Aiden, Aiden only
3: had one point, unfortunately. All right, his, all right. You don't need to. Answers don't... good, but I'm Ambie, right,
1: but I'm right. And I'll live by that, my trust in myself. Amby, you get your minute. Talk about whatever you want. Okay.
2: Can I
0: get 30 seconds? I have a burning question.
1: Yeah, you could.
2: Uh, so I will begin by saying that I'm okay with taking only 30 seconds, and I will I will issue my official apology to Wasowski with my 30 seconds because I definitely think that that came out way more aggressive than it than it was in my head. <laughs> I definitely uh, want to acknowledge. No, I, I that think that Gwisowski, I think that won you. It, yeah, I definitely. also feel really bad that I. That this is why I'm cutting it down. But I definitely think that he's a very good player. I think that he confuses me greatly, and I was confused when I was giving the answer. So I'm sorry, Gwisowski. I'm sorry, Wheat, for stealing your point at the very end. This
0: is no, no, you didn't steal anything. I'm stealing thirty seconds from you. Hi, Aiden. Hello. Are you looking at my screen? Yes. Are You looking at my camera? Can you see this right here? This hat. Not the Bernie yeah. hat. This one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did I do this? I DM'd you, and I said I need a slippy dad hat, and there you I had no response from you. And then, like two months later, I see a slippy dad hat on the uh, Summit Ten compendium. Was this going to happen regardless, or can I take credit for this?
3: Regardless, sorry.
0: Okay. Well, I think that
3: um, I must say I'm I was a, a integral part of this. I'm a little surprised you picked HP and not like Chape, the, the uh, actual number one in the uh, region. Chape? Yeah. I mean, he's, Dude,
0: he's
2: his tag is not Chape. No, he—he uh, he, no, no. No I, he I no. I thought it was choppy. I thought it was
0: Chope, but he, he like no. literally told me he pronounced no. it like. Dude, this is like when you have, uh, like a kid in your high school whose name you can't pronounce. And they're just like, just call me this. Just call me Sam instead. Like it's just making it easier. Uh, he himself said, everyone says chape. So he just accepts chape and he tells people to call them chape, but it's choppy.
3: I said choppy for the longest time. And he said, okay, whatever. I'm surprised uh,
0: you also, didn't pick him. Also, uh I as Aiden mentioned, um whoever Sora, uh I forgot that Shunsuke would have been a great answer. But Shinsuke would be a great answer. I think Shunsuke
1: is so sick, dude. Yeah. I'm so I'm so biased, I'll say it. So <laughs> biased I mean, Zoma, yes,
0: it's... Zoma? Zoma. Hey, speaking of uh, speaking of oh, the, the way
1: I view Shinsuke is like he he's like from my scene, right? It's like I sh- I played Shunsuke at like one of my first tournaments. So that's why I have I have the bias is like I just want to plug because I think he's really good.
0: And yet you picked Sora.
1: Yeah, that's because Sora's no, better.
0: I I do <laughs> think that the, the the question's kind of leading uh, you to believe that it's like a tough one because you have to select from this group of players that is not traditionally seen as really good. Um, but I I mean I think those players are great. Uh, like Japan, I think uh, Australia has some good players. South America and Central America, I think, have some really incredible players. So. He tried to trick us, he tried to turn us all against each other. But did you guys uh, see made us love the scene more?
1: See that thread about Excel Zero recently on Twitter? I can't remember who posted it. But no, it just piqued
0: my interest.
1: It was a reminder. Somebody was playing uh Excel Zero on NetPlay and uh it made me remember. Holy shit, Puerto Rico it's still really good, probably. They just haven't yeah, attended have not... anything in a fucking Eon. Mm-hmm.
3: All of Central America in, in general is like way better than like, I think a lot of people uh, know. They're in a I region. Think, region. I'm a, yeah, I no think, bias. I think that I think that region is nasty.
0: Yeah. I, I think if we ever see them on like uh, North American land events, I, I definitely think that they'll take some names because all those players, like whenever they would come, they like there would never be a like Central American invasion of a major. Uh, but, but every now and then you, you know, you would see. XL zero or like Gliscore or whatever. And, uh, and they would always do well. So I'm, I'm down. I'm down. Yeah, for even like Duff and
3: stiff, like those, those two are hella good also. And obviously, I mean, th- this goes without saying, but I, I think J cam is like, I I'm actually kind of stunned. We haven't seen J cam versus Eddie Mexico. Cause yeah, like, yeah. I, mean, I think Eddie is the one that has the results and like more, uh, more like proof against. Yeah, the rest I mean, the world, but I think J cam is like around that same level,
0: Panama and uh, like, Baja, California. He's from like Tijuana, right? Eddie?
1: Yeah, they're yeah, far. I think so.
0: They're it's not, they're far. really not close. <laughs> but, but yeah, sure. We'll, we'll make it happen. We'll, uh, we'll create some beef between the two of them or something. We'll get it going on. Um, yeah. So, so speaking of international talent, we, we talked about it earlier. We mentioned it earlier, but there was an absolute stomping at, uh, Poilon Coliseum. And uh, this is, you know, this is something that we've seen. This has been ramped up for a little bit. Uh, The people who placed in the top 16 of Poilón Arena back in, uh, what, November or something like that. Uh, So they took those top 16 players. A couple of them couldn't attend. So they they took some players who placed well at Regen online. And they had this, like, really cool invitational for European players. And obviously, we talked about the biggest thing was the quote-unquote return of leffen um which like dude how many returns of leffen have we seen at this point so many it's like return from playing dragon ball fighters or return from playing ultimate uh, or return from this return from uh like the i mean the real return was like return from not being allowed to enter north american events yeah uh, or american events but like dude every time he he does his little return what an emphatic way of doing it. And, and this was probably the, the biggest way of doing it that he's done yet. What, what was it, 33-0 games?
1: Yeah. Jesus 33-0. Christ. I think, uh, yeah, he just showed what he's still capable of. Like, when he's, like, trying and he's on the controller, he's practiced the most. And when, he's, when he really, really wants to win, you know, Leffen can still be that guy. And I think he, he still has, like, the drive and the motivation of, like, be that number one player. And I think it's in also preparation and recognition that, like, hopefully he will be at Summit in, you know, just a month and a half. Uh, you know, travel restrictions and workarounds and things like that. we got to work through that, um, unfortunately. But hopefully there's a way. Um, we're actually in the middle of, like, resolving that process. Um, but I think with that in mind and this return to NA and, like, you know, kind of a year of, like, being pushed to the side and, like, forgotten about to an extent uh, in the discussion of, like, who's a top player. I I think he had a lot to prove at this event. And uh, it was really, really nice to see him perform the way he did. Because, frankly, like, after seeing that and just the way he's, like, bodying players who are of a very, very high caliber, I think he's, you know, I think he's, like, top three. So...
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's really that much <laughs> to say about it, right? Like, Leftman is just clearly, like, a level above the entire field. Uh, like, a level above a level above the entire field. Uh, which I think is, you know, very wild. Like we had Pipsqueak on the show a little bit ago, and he was very adamant that, you know, uh, Europe is the best it's ever been, ever, relative to the... I don't uh, think he's wrong, either. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I think he's correct. I think he's, he's super right. I think I've watched these guys play whenever they hold a big tournament, and I'm, I'm always super impressed. I think that, you know i really do think it will transfer when they travel to to you know north america for land events when that is a thing that can happen um is just too good he's a uh, yeah very very
0: excited to see leffin play again i just like i okay. don't know he he is a work of art when he's when, like uh, aiden you mentioned it on twitter and you are right i i've said this before so I feel like you're copying me, even though I never said it to you. Uh, when Leffen is playing the best he's ever... When Leffen when is playing at his peak, that is melee at its peak for me. Uh, which, like, you know... I don't know if I could say that about every other top player at their peak. Like, some some reach that level, but when Leffen is really on his game... Like, those tournaments that we've seen from him where he just, like, trounces the top-level competition... Uh, yeah, dude, that is peak melee for me.
1: I think when you think about the tournaments... like his biggest accomplishments, they're usually him taking a tournament over somebody and it's not close. Mm-hmm. Like it's its this these tournaments where he bodies someone really hard, even though that's the best player in the world. I think something to think about is like, how many times has Armada been four-stocked ever, ever? And I think it's twice and like both times it was Leffen. Or like when Leffen won SmashCon uh, in 2019, think about how he won that tournament. He yeah. ruined HBox. He ruined him. It was it was terrible. And um, I think that's just like Leffen at the peak of the game, right? Or Evo too. Like thinking about Evo, it's like Armada was literally on the greatest loser's run of all time. If he beat Leffen to win that <laughs> tournament, that is the best loser's run that's ever happened, 100%. And uh, Leffen stopped it. Leffen just stopped him in his tracks. And I think that's kind of the theme with him is like when he's playing at his best, I, I don't think anybody can beat him.
3: Yeah. Um, it's like, just a
1: question of like getting to that best and like the his consistent ability to get there because I think he does have like shaky, like shakier results compared to like the other people who have been like top four for a long time. Um but it's like those those mountaintops. Like for me, my personal favorite tournament run and the best tournament run ever is I think his return to NA at Gommel. Because he he came back and he beat everybody and mm-hmm. he won. And it was like shit, man. He still got it.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I think almost every single time he's won a tournament, we have to, like, redefine what his best moment is. Because I remember HTC Throwdown. I felt like he was whooping everyone's ass. And then what, the ne- so sick? the next year, it's Gommel, which I felt like he whooped everyone's ass. And then, you know, he gets Evo in 2018. And then 2019 for SmashCon felt even more like like a, of a beatdown. Uh, I think you're so totally right. He is one of those players where... Maybe his eighty percent is not at the level of like Armada. I think Armada's specialty was that his like B game, B plus game, was so incredibly strong. Uh, Where I'm not sure if we see that from Leffen, but yeah, I mean, like if you put every player playing at their absolute best versus Leffen, I think that that's scary. So I I completely agree. I mean, this begs the question, right? Yeah, you know, we talked about how good is Plup. How good is Leffen?
1: R two D articulated it to me very well one time and it was after he won Evo and he broke down the way Leffen plays the game versus the way Armada plays the game and he was talking about how when you hit or you miss a shine your ability to like move out of it like how quickly you can move out of it changes right okay? i believe that's the case am i am i fucking I mean, making hit this leg, up yeah but... yeah yeah there's hit lag so uh, i i don't know why I was second guessing myself <laughs> uh, <laughs> i was it's been it's been 3 years now since this conversation happened and he was explaining how like Leffen what Leffen will do is like depending on whether or not the shine hits, Leffen will uh, go for the optimized follow-up out of the situation, no matter what. So that he gets the quickest or the best option out of that micro situation. And it's harder to do with, than what Armada does, which is go for the same timing no matter what, but make sure he can hit it exactly right every time. And you can sort of apply that situation down to the way that Armada and Leffen like, play in every situation. Like Leffen always wants to go for the best thing all the time and Armado just wants to go for the thing that works most of the time. And Armado's playstyle was like really really efficient in that regard. Like Armado was like the most consistent player of all time, right? And um and Leffen by by playing that way and striving for that level of perfection, I think that's why we see him like why he is so good and like why his best performances are these like mountains above everybody else. Is, uh, is a is his approach is is f- chasing perfection to a very like true extent, and not in like a like a goofy or in an un- unorthodox way like maybe Mango who it's just like how is he doing it like it's when I watch Leffen it's like yes that's like that's how you play the game perfectly that's how you do it. You know it's uh, kind
2: of funny that you mentioned this because um, I've heard a bunch of different perspectives and I think that there's like a nuance to this that's worth pointing out. Whereas I think that. Um saying it's perfection i think is perhaps a misnomer uh because i think that uh, there's very frequently like little situations where leffen does not do the quote-unquote best thing uh what i think leffen does better than a lot of the other players uh that were like you know in in comparable talks to leffen uh, at least as far as fox goes is leffen really just does the thing that's the highest value uh and I think that he has this, like, you know, he's willing to do the up smashes. Like, this is like one thing that's easy to point out, right? Where it's like the up smash might not be like the optimal thing to do, but like he has a high probability of hitting it when he wants to go for it, and he'll go for it. Um, and I think that, you know, you can compare him to someone like Hax, who I think is more directly trying to go for the quote unquote optimal thing in every single situation. And it's not reasonable, I don't think. Uh, and Left I think, is this interesting, like, this this interesting like a balance between like uh mechanical mastery and also high value like chasing the high value situations as much as possible um it's very like elegant uh but it's also like he's got like a good sense of like appraisal i guess is a good way to put it um of Mm -hmm. of the different situations and i think that really shines compared to other players uh like you know perfection is not exactly wrong i just think that there's like an additional nuance to like What does that exactly mean? What does optimal mean for a player like left versus a different one?
1: I think people have broken down that concept in like a broader sense too, where like people who are like, like face roll broke through a barrier when he stopped trying to do the perfect tech chase every time. And he started to like get a little freakier and like he became a better player for it. Like understanding that at some point, like playing by intuition or like going for reads and, like, not always seeking the, like, perfect, like, reaction-based follow-up is actually better and, like, will will move you a bit further on that quest for becoming the best player.
3: Yeah, I'll say, I think, uh... I, I mentioned this in the Melee Stats podcast, uh, Discord, but I think Leffen's career, like, looking through his results, it's a really interesting but also kind of unfortunate, like, pattern that, uh that you notice with him where like every time it looks like he's dominating the field or very close to being number one again, either like another singular obstacle, like within the competitive landscape pops up that like, like a player who he can't beat or he's slumping against or just something that has nothing or that's like out of the game pops up and stops his ability to remain in competitive, like peak playing shape and he slumps for a bit. Like, I think it's, so interesting like even going back as recently or like like not 2013 but like going back in like 2015 where he was he had really up and down performances like he had a great summer a couple lows but like heading into big house five there was a real chance that he could be number one in the world then he was then he couldn't travel to america then like 2016 he had gommel but he wasn't able to like he couldn't compete seriously for a while then he kind of slumped through 2017 yeah, he has a really big like return to form at Evo in twenty in twenty eighteen where he looks great. And by all means it looks like he's gonna he, he's gonna be the best player in the world, but he kinda runs into the hungry box buzzsaw for a little bit. Like you remember that period where um actually I I think he struggled with Hungry Box a little before he won Evo, but like mm-hmm. d- do you see what I'm saying? Like there's there's yeah, always yeah, absolutely. And it feels like COVID is kind of like the most ridiculous version of an out of game obstacle that is stopping us from seeing Leffen like really showcase what we know he's capable of against a field. And this is just kind of like an unfortunate, but a definitely noticeable recurring pattern in his career.
1: Yeah, I think it is really unfortunate. I think he truly is unlucky in that sense. And I do think like that's one of the big things that would have changed kind of the narrative of melee And like some other players legacies is like imagine the visa stuff never happens and he wins big house and he's the best player in 2015 like he's number
3: one for that year but again i I just want to make sure that i i get this point in there also i think that like right now is the like there's there's also moments where leffen like he really looks like he's ready to take number one in the world because of what we talked about his peaks but as we alluded to before like i don't know if leffen's like eight out of ten game is is like or like seven out of ten game is quite there against like someone like Wizzrobe the same way that someone like Armada was very consistent right like absolutely like I I remember at in shine in 2019 Leffen really looked like the favorite to win the tournament and he he got and he just lost two fox dittos and it was it wasn't the same after that like as far as his chances for number one, right? Whoever needed really
0: that, whoever seeded that tournament gave him a silver platter. Handed him number one on a silver platter. And He threw it all away. Yeah. Uh, but on, I mean, on a more positive, note, I think I think you're right. Like his career is kind of marred by by the, these like instances of getting really really hot and then having to be cooled off by external you know stuff. Uh, I'm gonna be positive. I'm gonna say the one good thing about covid uh in general covid in general uh is that i don't think he, he gets to warm up the chic i think seeing like chic let the left and chic after 18 months or you know whatever it'll be versus zane will be a lot more fun than the yeah. three-month-old chic versus and zane um and that's obviously the only good thing about this but
3: I think he's That'd number three in the world, like bare minimum right now. I don't know if it's maybe, maybe that's not fair of me to give it, give it to him over Wizrobe. I, I don't know. I think, I think Leffen is just like, like, I think he's so clearly on I the mean, top I think level. it's impossible
2: to say. I think it's until
0: July 11th through 15th.
2: I will say, I would just, I would be unsurprised with it? literally any performance from Leffen, whether that's winning the entire event. Or having a little bit of struggles as he adjusts back to North American uh top players, but I could totally see him. I think, uh, you know, I think it'd be it'd be a bit much for me to expect him to get like seventh or something. But, um, you know, if he wins the event, I'm not going to be like, oh my god, who who could have seen this coming? You know, he's yeah. he could be anywhere in there. I think I would be totally unsurprised. I also think the she could do it i'm gonna be i'm gonna be real i think a lot of people meme on it but
3: no is great no. i think it's
0: really good we're we're all the big left chic
3: believers I yeah believe- just just for reference like i Sheffin. think it, i think there was one session for like two hours where left and Zane were just grinding marth chic and i i watched like so much of it right and I, I just sent it a message to Wee. Me. I was like, "This is the peak gameplay of melee. I've never seen higher level Marth, Sheik. I remember when I used to watch PP versus Mute King and I thought like that was at a level I couldn't comprehend. I'm watching Le- Zane versus Leffen's like six month old Sheik. I don't think it's getting better than this. I think the yeah. game, <laughs> I think this matchup is done. <laughs> yeah,
0: dude. We, we, uh obsess over left and cheek versus zane and then when we talk about it with each other the other one just makes fun of us and we we like to switch those positions like yeah. i counted dude i counting friendlies is just the dumbest thing ever and i took it one step further because i was like so invested in left and cheek versus zane where i counted pre-slippy friendlies that they have
2: i remember this i remember and, you, had uh, a, you had a spreadsheet with the results you guys
0: deserve it like you rightfully you guys didn't care and, and you did this twice it. you did this with igdw and pluff samus also no that was in that was on slippy i thought that was very funny okay because i because plop samus is just kind of trouncing ww <laughs> um but how about this uh you know aiden has been such a nice guy to to lend us so much time we actually had some amazing questions for him uh aiden i don't know how much time you have left we're gonna try to get you out soon but we very have some, some questions from the patreon that i think would uh would be really cool to hear your thoughts on Cool. Yeah. So, let me, yeah, let me hit great. you with one, because
2: I think I have a, yeah. a, a pretty good Well, one. I
0: mean, but by far the most popular one, uh, like, the, the one that everyone's been asking about is, uh, this is from SSB underscore seal, but one that has been, you know, a lot of people want to hear from it. Uh, what would it take to get Wheat out to a theoretical Summit 12, assuming Summit 11 is too soon, has logistical issues with COVID and stuff? Uh, now, is this referring to Wheat, the former Georgia Arcadian Yoshi player, possibly. Uh, I'm going to... Let's pretend like it. it's about me.
1: We just this had a meeting a about this today. Asking. We actually just had a meeting about this today. I don't even know if I can talk about it yet. The wheat I'm man. sorry. I cannot Damn. confirm nor deny Wheat's ability to attend the event.
0: Is I'm, sorry. I'm sorry that I, would... that I
1: cannot answer that more clearly, <laughs> but I don't think I'm actually allowed to talk about it. I, I don't think it is fair to talk about the, uh, the policies around attending yet.
0: Is someone afraid that I, I would not leave? <laughs> I would well, be afraid of that. That did come up. Hotbit Hot
1: bid brought that up weirdly enough because I didn't know you two talked. <laughs> well, yeah, um... I mean, I, I
0: got to get in. Uh, I mean, when, the, when it was in the house, I definitely said that I would find a crawl space or something and kind of yeah. burrow my way in there. Uh, I-, I think squatters' rights would come into effect at a certain point.
1: The the studio that and like is so much bigger than the house was. You would have a much easier time finding a place to hide and not <laughs> so be many noticed. Empty closets. Are there bean bags?
0: There are. I could survive in a bean bag easily. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, I
2: believe it
0: yeah so, i
1: wish i could answer that more open and honestly but i cannot right now that is okay. uh,
0: all i'm saying is if you see a beanbag at, at a future summit you never know you just make sure okay, it doesn't it, get it.
2: stolen and
0: if it does <laughs> like frank all the like frank
1: reynolds in the couch in always sunny <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: yeah any its this is like schrodinger's wheat any beanbag or couch could possibly have wheat in it so when you're watching from home so i
2: I, I have this one that i thought was particularly interesting this one i, I believe is from johnny gamble uh so endgame tv uh great great organization and very known for experimentation with different formats at tournaments um yeah like you know the latter at gang 2 which edwin really liked and i was not as much of a fan of (laughs) Um, yeah it was
3: great it was great i loved it so
2: are you potentially interested in continuing you know maybe these experimental formats at uh events maybe that you guys are planning on running and do you have any other formats that you're particularly interested in trying
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think that the, the, uh, I think if he's talking about like tournaments I'm involved in, in general, like at BTS or, or in-game TV or like anything I'm running, I think like for sure. Um, I think one thing I really want to do, depending on like the release timeline and like how it's received, how it works is I think like ranked is this really interesting opportunity to integrate the at-home practice practice experience into the actual like majors and like bit larger tournaments that we have. I think like the best, um, the best format or like the format I'm really, really pumped out to test is uh, attaching like Slippy ranks to like Smash GG accounts and then like breaking people into like divisions or like ladders for people to like do the waterfall format that 64 does, but based off of your rank that you practice at home. And then you go into the pool of players that you know you practiced for for months before the tournament hopefully providing you with a pool of people that are more similar to your skill level but if you perform really well that weekend you still have the chance to like comp- climb to the divisions above if you're if you are like outperforming your rank as it was um so that's like the thing i'm like most excited to try i think like what i would really like to see is that developed to if it if it works well and like people receive it well is for that to be like Uh, broadly applied across regions. So like regions, I think like weeklies are gonna have a really tough time in the future. Like, I think that's just the reality of like with the state of the game. And uh, we, as like regions, should try to like cycle towards a system where we're like leaning on like more important tournaments that are less common, like monthlies, or maybe like bi-monthlies, And then those like use people's like rank or like ways they practice at home as like evidence of like how they fit into that tournament. And then build tournaments out of that like practice structure. Um, and then for people that don't play Slippy, because there will always be those people that don't really want to play online and practice in different ways. I mean you'll just have to like seed them like how you always have, right? We're not gonna put fucking Lord in the bronze pool because he like hasn't played Slippy for a season or something. I realize that Lord plays on online all the time, but like he's just like an example that popped into my head. So obviously like when people are like, but what about what about this? It's like, yeah, we'll fucking find a way to make it work. Stop being like a <laughs> stop being an idiot about it um uh so i think that's probably the thing like that's most like most worth trying i think in the meantime like ranked aside um the redemption ladder that we did at don't park to be clear that we did at don't park because there was more than one day for the tournament is the ideal scenario so i do not think that format works at one day tournaments i think trying it at gang and saving mr lombardi was sort of like and emerald city we tried it at three tournaments was kind of proof of that It's like there's too many ways to abuse it, there's too many problems with it, and I do not think that is a good format for one-day tournaments. I think it is the perfect format right now in terms of like ease of implementation and like quality of life for tournament entrance and ease of scheduling to implement at your majors that are like two plus days long. I think it is perfect for that stuff. And I think more tournaments for Ultimate and Melee should be doing that format because it increases the value of your tournament for your attendees by so much. While costing you very little, In TOing resources to put together, other than like getting enough setups together to like make it happen. Um, So, those are kind of the things that come to mind. Um, And, uh, you know, whether or not those things will continue under the Endgame TV brand, I think like I need to figure out in the near future. I think EGTV is in a weird spot where like we, as like the leadership of that company, are just kind of in, you know, we started in college when we had a lot of free time and our full time jobs weren't doing the same thing. I think that's part of like what makes it so hard for me is like, it's really hard for me to like work on like events for like fucking seven, you know, for a seven hour day and then like eat dinner and like, Oh, I guess I'm going to work on more events. Uh, and I'm just, it's not as, yeah, it's not as easy as it was.
3: Aiden, uh, self-flagellate has a question. Um, who wins a five V five crew battle between Europe and Canada?
1: Uh,
3: that's actually pretty hard, right? What's, who is
1: that? So that's like Nun, say Moki. Uh,
0: uh, who Just is Say Elliot. Right Elliot's now? watching. Just say Elliot.
1: Who's fourth in Ontario right now? Probably is Zuppie. it Ryan? Ryan? Nah. No. Is it Ryan? I think Maybe. it's Zuppy. I think it's I and
3: Jamron for four and yeah. five. Jam.
1: I don't know how good Darian is anymore. Too. No. Wait. It would be Quaff. It would be Quaff. And it would be and then it would probably be like Jamron or Mateo uh or like fucking Ryan. I don't know. Canada's sorry, I'm, pretty I'm good. I'm sorry,
0: Elliot. Elliot, I tried.
1: Um Zuppy Zuppy maybe. I don't know, man. I feel like there's a lot of people that can test that fifth spot, uh, in my mind. And then Europe is like Leffen uh trisqueak Squeak, Triff. Raw frenzy Frenzy? oh sechi sechi i mean this is the problem i think like both regions have people who haven't taken like competing online very seriously i think think
2: both of these regions are really hard to pick five people from yeah i think there's like a lot of people that are conceivably three through five in both regions so it's a tough question
1: like what happens if prison is playing prison could be on that crew um i think europe takes it I think Europe, if Leffen's playing well, I think it's Leffen, Leffen takes out a lot of uh, Canada's gusto. But it's close. It's definitely very close. It's probably the closest it's it's maybe the closest it's ever been in a lot of ways. All
2: right, here's a good follow-up. So Armada's on the Europe crew. No warm-up. How many stocks does he take?
1: Four.
0: Four. four. Wow. Wow. Dude, I think he takes like 10. <laughs> i gotta be honest <laughs> this is this is like the type of thing that edwin and i dm about every like three months and, and uh i'm going i was a huge armada fanboy which i became a Leffen fanboy without really knowing it um i don't think edwin was ever a armada fanboy but yeah we, we just kind of like jerk him off even though he hasn't played in however
3: we many haven't months. done that in a while though like, it's it, coming I, up. I'll, I'm we'll actually, probably, we'll probably dude. I'm the soon.
1: opposite. I'm actually the opposite. I've like, I've like, I've said it said it for so long. I've like that Melbourne in. hotel
0: room, dude, that or apartment. That Melbourne apartment. Exactly.
1: It, it changed everything. <laughs> I, I have reveled in the idea of PP getting sixty fifth at the first tournament he comes back to. Ooh. I think that's so funny. Dude, it's like that's, every, a, that's so awful. No, it's not about him personally, right? It's like I don't want him to fail as an individual. I have no like personal relationship with him, but I just want the fucking Reddit kids to just sh- 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 shut, just sh- shut up, just shut up, dude. Of course, he's been gone for five years, dude. He's not gonna be that good. And then when he gets sixty fifth, it's like, yeah, let's see you PPMD Craigasm now, dude. He got sixty fifth. <laughs> That's what. Oh, it makes me so mad. I fucking PPMD Craigasm is the dumbest meme the community's ever had. Maybe we've had a lot of dumb memes. No, over
0: here. I. I...
2: This is, this is an angle I was not expecting. It's not. Yeah, I didn't not, expect it. This is,
1: the, and it, I feel the same way about Armada. It's like it's like I think like the way people like uh, the, like I think the game is like. I, although I've Armada has a way easier and like more likely path to like being top five if you were to come back. Let me make that clear. It's like I think if Armada tried and practiced, I think Armada would be a top player in like no time again. Um, but I think it's like this idea, this like reverence as a lot of time passes especially when you can so clearly see people, like, leveling up in the scene. It's like, dude, PP, like, stopped competing fucking six years ago. He's not going to be, he's not going to save yeah. Melee, bro. Why did not you fucking c- calm down? Why don't you fucking, like, f- attend a local, like, get a reality check? I, yeah, I don't know. The last
0: time PP uh, played a singles set in tournament was under the Obama administration. <laughs> Think, think, think about that that's for a such second a, that's actually such a nuts way to date date him he's like he didn't play <laughs> one set
1: during the trump administration
0: oh what shit. what a, what a just a crazy way seal said seal
1: said in chat just now pp is the modern isaiah and that is a hundred percent true every day
2: i think it's like 80 percent true and i've I, I gotta say i i might have been on the stream like two weeks ago but then he played shabo and he, what did he, he do to Shavo? I didn't see the evidence. He beat so. Shavo <laughs> real bad.
3: Beat him really, he beat him. Really, and
2: he I, I gotta say, I, I was like, dude, Peep, he's gonna lose to Lod the next time they play, and it's gonna be well, really sad.
1: Yeah, Lod, uh, Lod would beat but, the breaks on Shavo. I'm Are just saying, really?
2: he
0: played Shavo, and maybe I'm wrong. That's all I'm saying. The Lod won, so so this shows how long Peep he has been playing. And I'm not rushing him into it. I'm not saying hey, take your time, do whatever. Uh, but it, when Melee Stats first started, it was probably like early 2017 and i was like dude pp is going to lose to lot and this is supposed to be this like weird statement can like, credit like no it can't be uh and then as you know the world has turned on its axis and time has passed on uh that has become more and more believable to right now i would favor <laughs> lot i think that if i, I said LOD would be PP, i think Lott Lott would is like the it's the same.
1: You know what it's I'm just... giving nine to one on? Nine to one? <laughs> lot over PP. Telling you that.
2: Dude, I'll take nine to one for lot over PP dude. Nine to one.
1: Rod I'll take nine to works,
3: one. I don't think it's nine
2: to one. Maybe
1: seven. to PP Marth? Pee-Pee Marth? Pee-Pee Marth or PP Falco. I was thinking Marth. I think
3: it, I I think his Falco would do better right now. Yeah, I, I think his Falco uh, better. It, among me, Ambi and uh Wheat, I'm the one who like I, I still watch all his stuff. I Yeah, I, dude. I, I
0: get we we get DMs and he's like jv 3 Artie, it's like. No, right, I, man, I, don't do cool. it I don't do it
3: about Artie. I don't do it about Artie anymore. He's he's beaten up on Artie too many times. The, the best part, the best
1: part about not believing in PP and thinking that he will fail is that if he wins. I'm also happy. I don't <laughs> care because PP has won and he, oh, this is incredible for the game. What an incredible storyline. He's personally going to be so happy. It's so cool. I just fucking hate the kids that type PPMD crank ass, dude. I fucking hate it <laughs> This
2: oh, is such I, a hilarious hill scene, for you to be dying yeah, on, dude. I, I think the scene is just like, <laughs> it's just I, the, like imploding, I mean, is, thinking of people using an emote on Twitch, dude. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I think that, I mean, this is the beauty of the scene, right? Like, regardless of who's there or, like, who isn't, like, the scene just moves on and we find we find cool things to, we find other cool things to get hyped about or other cool things to follow. Or, Or we play the game ourselves, right? Like, it's not...
1: Yeah, exactly. You know what I was thinking about literally this week? I was enjoying, not enjoying, enjoying is the wrong word. I was indulging. Indulging in the idea of Mango quitting and where we would be. And I thought to myself, if for the first time in a long time, I thought that Mango quitting right now would be okay. It would be okay for the Mm. game. I don't know Mm. if the game could take it Mm. in 2016. Imagine Mango quits in 2016, Mango quits in 2017. The game's in a bad spot. And I actually think this is the first time in a very long time where if Mango quits the game, I think Melee lives and can still thrive because of like the interesting amount of like top-level play and personalities that exist in the game. I'm not saying I want Mango to quit, by the way. I'm remarking that the community is in a very positive space at the moment where I think like for for the first time in fucking forever, that that level of hit to the competitive scene could be sustained. And I, I will think say, that's very in interesting.
3: 2017, uh, I go into this a little bit in my book, but 2017, I think Mango quitting then would have been like the low point for him to have quit because that was around the same time as like oh my god 2017 was like every single stupid like possible topic of community drama would come up between like box controllers there was like ledge camping there was chewed Dats returns so like, people were talking about wobbling again Is like there was player conduct stuff I remember like 2017 was just like the year of and it was right after 2016 too which was relatively like a very like an incredibly successful year, of Melee. I remember twenty seventeen.
0: Twenty seventeen just... sucked, bro.
2: Yeah, it was being I, awful. <laughs> I did not have a good time. I was unemployed. It was terrible.
1: You a tournament had... capped off twenty sixteen. What wonderful tournament capped off that year? <laughs> hmm.
0: uh, I remember a tournament that started the twenty seventeen MPGR or SSBM rank cycle. I remember that tournament. I don't remember which one ended it though. Shit, which tournament was that? <laughs> I don't remember. I remember you guys got lumped into uh, 2017, and then by that point, everyone forgot that Leffen beat HBox twice there. At don't Park in the Grass, of course. Yeah. And
1: a uh, the, fun, fact, fun fact about that grand finals, if Leffen didn't do that, we would have been in huge trouble with the venue. We were on such a tight turnaround, and if Lef- if that tournament went to a reset, we were in a very bad spot. <laughs>
0: Dude, that's that,
1: enough time.
0: That's why you got to love left
1: He cleaned up when it mattered the most to me. <laughs> For the TS, dude. That actually he is just like prayed. so Mango's been Mango's been fucking with me lately. He kept saying he was going to drop out cuz it was on Mother's Day and I like called his bluff, right? I was like, "Yeah, dude, just campaign." He's like, "Well, what if I don't campaign?" And I was like, "Well, that's, you know, so that's your call. You can There's quit, another, bro. It's okay. That's, for the that's game. your call. Qual- that's your call. There's a qualifier after. You can go for it, but in my head, I'm panicking. I'm thinking, and and he's and he's playing Wizzy again, right? And it's down to the fucking wire. I'm actually having like a panic attack in the production room because if Mango loses this set, a horde of three-year Mango subs are gonna be like, "Ooh, why wasn't Mango invited to Summit," and then I have to deal with that for the next two months. And thank God he won. Thank fucking God he won, dude.
0: I love how uh, Aiden has so much passion for Melee. Uh, so, like, it, it just cares about so much about the game and, and people playing it. And yet, the most passion I've ever seen him is about what makes his job easier. The nun amsa set at Genesis 7. Dude, I wanted Amsa to win, but I was like, I guess I want none to win because my friend is really stressed right now.
1: That was going to be a terrible night. It's was going to be like be a, a four-way tie or something. Them. We were gonna have to do a four-way round robin if he lost that set to decide some like, midnight or something. Right? That's so late. I was like, just for the love of God, none win this set, so I don't have to stay here any longer.
3: <laughs> well, Aiden, we've we've taken up a ton of your time. It's been a yeah. Speaking of not episode. staying here any longer, I mean, like, yeah, I feel like, like, yeah. I mean, I feel like we could just talk about melee with you forever, dude. Like, we, I, there's just so much, and like. It's it's good to have a TO that follows the scene like, you know it has his hands in every every local region. It's really a, just a blessing to have you on. But we've been running a little over time, so tell the tell the viewers and listeners where they should follow you. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at
1: Aiden Calvin if you'd like. Um, I think that's about it. I think like a little shout out. I saw Divine Senator Kelly, who's Zach, in the chat. He was someone that i got into melee along with a bunch of other people in my dorm in my freshman year and a bunch of people we set up like a dorm scene and then a bunch of those people actually ended up sticking with it over the years so uh that's uh i like i like seeing people like that because that's probably like my favorite thing when i look back is like making helping like develop a scene like that it was just like we put a setup in the dorm and we just played all the time for that year and, like, we had, like, a PR of, like, 10, you know, 10, 20 <laughs> people in that dorm who got into it. And then, you know, Zach's one of the people that still plays Melee now because yeah. I think, that community that we had. And if I may, I think you made me think about it, Edwin. You guys have listened, in, listened to me rant and rave about dumb little things in Melee for so long. And you continue to tolerate it by bringing me on your podcast and uh, helping me out, helping Wheat's, helping me seed, like innumerable tournaments at this point. And uh, I always, like, really appreciate that uh, you guys, like, talk to me about this stuff. Because uh, I think we've all known each other for a long time now, which is funny to think about because it doesn't feel like that long. yeah. Uh, but man. it has been <laughs> that long. And uh, I I don't know. I'm super, super happy you guys, like, still do stuff like this and have stuck with it so long. It's like, you know, this is like kind of the new age or, like, the new wave of the community, the new wave. It's like, uh, I remember thinking, like, when I got into the community, it's like, oh, there's so many cool people and, like, community leaders and people that move it along. And I feel like we were the people that came in, like, the next generation that get to do that for other people. And I think that makes me really happy. So, Well, you you
0: work for BTS, and we have 35 viewers right now. So I (laughs) I appreciate being thrown this Wii, but it feels like we're kind of different levels. No, I mean, dude, you were talking about this. I appreciate you being on this so much. Uh, Someone who I can talk to about, like, a Melee endlessly. And I would say, I don't think I'm going out on a limb here. Probably the best podcast you'll be on all week, right? Like we had <laughs> such a great podcast here. I don't see how anyone could top it,
1: dude. It's it's so nuts how everybody reached out at the same time. I think it's so funny. It's like I'm doing. It's like I'm promoting fan. a book
2: or something. Yeah, dude, you're the man of the hour, the king of Europe, and also <laughs> it's I guess the king years. of Europe. Imagine, <laughs> imagine. Don't tell the
1: EU
0: guys that, dude. The uh, king of Europe
1: all right well yeah thank you thank you
3: again
0: no thank you edwin do the do the shill
3: uh just go to patreon.com slash melee stats if you like shows like these and you want more of this and if you want more of daily reporting if you want more of monday morning marth more of Melee, more of our films more trivia content more collaborations with other melee uh contributors and whatnot uh definitely subscribe it, it goes a long way and we really appreciate it and we want to do more stuff like this subscribe
0: forward. to melee stats on youtube for our long form content and melee stats archive for episodes of waiting for game and other little bonus episodes you can uh watch the latest golden guardians melee video which has melee jeopardy questions written by me and andy Yeah,
2: that was. That was yes, really yes i was definitely definitely not part recommend. of this at
0: all edwin buddy wrote zero questions
3: (laughs) (laughs) literally nothing yeah Yeah.
2: thank you so much Uh, Aiden, for being a part of the show it was definitely a great episode absolutely
3: and thank you listeners and viewers for tuning in
0: all right see you See you guys next week peace